Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Drink, 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 drink. Hello. Holy shit. D'Anthony Holloway. How are you? I'm great. I'm about half a bottle of wine in. So uh, for the uh, listeners out there, we're going to do prop bets today. Yeah, we um, are. It's going to be it's going to be a long, arduous journey, and I'm prepared. I feel like I've prepared for it. This is it. This is the Super Bowl of well, the fucking Super Bowl. The, the The term Super Bowl gets thrown around a lot, but we're actually here. This is the, this is the big one. And it is the Super Bowl. Yes, this is the mecca of sports gambling. This is the most Heavily betted on events of the year. Is betted a word? If not, it is now. Uh, I don't think so. Nah, could be. Could be. Uh, biggest biggest bet of the year coming down. Uh, there is an estimated $6 billion expected to be bets on the Super Bowl and all the prop bets. As you know, we're sponsored by a little company called MyBookie.com, who we have just absolutely murdered this year. Promo code Drinking Bros doubles deposits from one hundred to three thousand. You put in three grand, congratulations! You're betting with six. Why is that a big deal? Even more so today, because MyBookie has over a hundred prop bets. That's that's one of my favorite things to bet on is these prop bets. That's one of yours. And that's why all these fucking people make a pilgrimage to Vegas around this time if they can't go to the game is to bet on all these prop bets. Because there's some of the weirdest fucking bets on the planet. Oh, yeah. We'll and they're, get to those. They're all, same here, man. It's awesome. And, and, you know, as a fan, it's fun to throw like 10, 20 bucks on all this weird shit of like 100, you know, 100 bets just to see what comes through. Because the beauty of it is, you have a fifty-fifty shot of winning all of them, and that's yeah, it's ridiculous. That's that's the fun part where you're like, all right, cool, let's do it. So before we get, we came on air, you and I were chatting. We we're like, yo, how do we make this show different than everybody else's boring ass Super Bowl shows? And we're like, ah, let's just pick every single fucking prop bet. Let's just. Call it's exactly it a day. what we did for. It's what we did for bowl <laughs> season. We got drunk as fuck and called all the bowl games, and yeah. I went thirty-one and nine, and you went like thirty-three and fucking seven. Seven, so yeah, yeah. It was. Let's fucking do it. It was an amazing run. Um, before we before we get to the sponsors here and start the show, I want to start off by by saying, man, I was blindsided by this Anthony Davis shit today. Well, you know what's funny is. Uh, LeBron made some kind of comment about it, what, like a month ago, three weeks ago, and uh, the the Pelicans staff was like, no, he's not going anywhere. There's no situation where in fucking Anthony Davis is leaving. Well, guess what, bitch? Davis is in the media now saying, I want out of this fucking place. And yeah, who can blame him? I mean, New Orleans is a rad town, but that team is not going anywhere. No, it's, it's weird because it is a great town, and it's a great sports city. When we watch yep. you know, the Saints play there, even as a diehard Falcons fan, Man, I, I can't shit on New Orleans. I can't shit on the Saints because their their fan base is passionate. Um, it's a hell of a city to visit, travel, and be in. Uh, whereas, look, you know, we're going to the Super Bowl this weekend in Atlanta. Atlanta's tough, man. I mean, you got to uh, just trying to maneuver around that city to get to the stadium. You can understand why Atlanta fans aren't as passionate as New Orleans fans. I mean, fuck, we took a two minute Uber. It was less than a mile away down to, and it was only because we were drinking fucking yards and shit, down to the stadium, walked right in. We were in in there in like less than five minutes off of Bourbon Street. 
It's a yeah, magical right. town. It's a magical town. They're just not good at basketball for whatever reason. And they've had great basketball players come out of there. Shaq played at LSU. Um, yep. Your favorite, Bo Kimball, you know. Uh, Hank Gathers. Is, is that my favorite? <laughs> Hank Gathers. So Davis's, Davis's PER this year is 31. Oh, he's, look, in my opinion, he's probably top top five in the NBA. I might have him at three. I don't have LeBron as my number one or two either. Uh, I'll, I'll still go Harden and, and Steph Curry, and then I'll probably go AD third. And then, ah, fuck, yeah. man, you got Kevin Durant as well. Uh, look, Clay, you can put all of the Warriors pretty much, the starting five of the Warriors in the top <laughs> yeah. ten at this point. Yeah. Watching them play basketball has been a blast. For the rest of the league, not so much. If you're LeBron, and he, you know, look, LeBron is is old. He's pulled LeGroin. He's been out for a while since Christmas. Seventeen games now, I think. Yeah, and you know, if get, they got Rondo on his team, Lance Stevenson, all those guys. They're fun if they can stay healthy. The problem is they're old now. This started to happen to Kobe at this point in his career, where these injuries yeah, started sneaking up on right? you. Yeah, because you're you're playing too many minutes. You're going too hard trying to win, when in fact you can't with that team. So I think him well, sitting I mean, on the been, bench, he's had yeah, to watch. He's, he's had to watch these finals, guys right? and says, "Get me fucking Anthony Davis." He's been in what eight straight finals? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the miles that guy has on those tires are more than anybody else in the NBA. Look, the, the Warriors will be getting up there in, in a couple years if if Durant, you know, and those guys choose to stay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you saw a little bit of it with Draymond Green earlier this season. He looked like he's usually a high-energy guy, but he looked lethargic. I don't know if he was injured. It's it's possible. He's kind of a hard-headed guy, so he may have been injured or something. But um, I don't know, man. LeBron, basically, he's played two additional seasons over the last eight years. So in the last ten or the last eight years, he's played ten seasons of basketball. Yeah, yeah. And look, including the playoffs, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like he's it, played. He's played in eight straight finals, which means he's been in at least twenty to twenty-four extra games a year, give or take. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, he's I mean, played entire seasons longer than everybody else has, and he came in yeah. at he came in at eighteen. So it wasn't like you know he played a couple years of college where you're only playing thirty games a year. No, he's been playing a hard eighty-two since he was eighteen years old. Um, so I, I think he was looking back on it on the bench and just going, all right, man, how do I transition into a role where I can dump it into a big man drive? If I need to drive, shoot, you know, shoot threes. If I need to shoot threes, Anthony Davis is pretty much the only guy that fits that bill and he's young and he can go the hard minutes. LeBron doesn't have to go all those hard minutes. So I think this is their only shot. Me personally, I don't think Kawhi Leonard is going to do it for the Lakers. Um, I don't. I don't see any other big name superstar like Durant. I don't see Durant going to the Lakers. I don't think he wants to play with an old LeBron James. I, no, I, I don't either. And I don't think. I don't think that uh, LeBron and um, Kawhi Leonard will really complement each other that well. I don't. I think their play styles are are just too different. Like LeBron is a motion guy. He likes to have the ball in his hands. He can move without the ball, but uh, I don't think Leonard is really great at moving without. The, he's a good high post guy. Um, good shooter, great defender, obviously, but I don't see him and LeBron on the court together. I, that just doesn't make sense to me. But LeBron and Davis, a guy like LeBron who's learned over his career to shoot the three a little bit, he can create space, he can make his own shots very uh, very efficiently, and Davis can do both the high pick and roll and the low 
uh, low screens. He he can fucking move to the basket. He can shoot the three now too. I mean, he's that would be a very dynamic combination. I think um, that that team with with ball healthy um, out there and his athleticism and you know he actually does play a little bit of defense sometimes. And then a healthy LeBron with some rest throughout the season and Anthony Davis could really. I don't think they would beat the Warriors, but they would give them a fucking good matchup. Yeah, it, it would be fun to watch. That that would definitely be f- really fun to watch. Um, you know, I, just just going through all the reports today, it's pretty much down to to two teams from what I've heard. The Lakers have the inside track if he wants to get out of there now. LeBron and, and Davis share the same agents right now. They're saying this is what New Orleans is saying to even start this conversation. We want Kyle Kuzma. Uh, Kuzma, uh, we want Kuzma. We want uh, Lonzo Ball. Uh, that, dude, this this Zubach kid for the who's who's the center for the Lakers has really showed out. Uh, he's white, so how long? How much longer is he going to be good? I'm not really sure. Um, and then they're looking at a first round pick, and that's to start the conversation. So they want Lonzo, yeah. um, and and possibly Hart as well. Uh, to me, I'm fine with all of that. Let them have all of that and start over. I, look, I think Lonzo Ball could be good and could be an all-star one day. He does not get along well with Luke Walton. Um, and I think it's because of his father. And when he came into the league, Luke had, had to deal with all of that stupid shit from his dad. And it kind of rubbed him the wrong yeah. way. And I don't think their relationship has been very good for two years. However, I think Lonzo Ball can be good and could be an all-star somewhere. Kyle Kuzma's the shit. Um, I think he's going to be great for for years and years and years. I don't know. Look, Zubats has played great this year, and good on him. But this guy's come out of nowhere to me, and yeah, I, I, I'm fine with giving up all these. Look, it, Zubats is is playing Anthony Davis's uh, spot on the on the floor anyway. So who gives a fuck? Let him go. Lonzo Ball. Yep. Hey man, you guys have some draft picks, and and you got a bunch of cap space over the summer. Let let Lonzo Ball go. I'd be fine with that. Kuzma would be the only one that would sting for the long term. I think. But uh, it's worth it for Anthony Davis. What is he? Twenty four years old. He's twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, look, you're you're good for another eight years, and then when LeBron really does, you know, shit out and tap out, then you have your franchise guy, who then you can build around, you know, Anthony Davis for the next, you know, five years after that. And I think I think it's a great deal. And if I'm the Lakers, I try to hop on this ASAP. They've got. Uh, let's see. One, two. They have ten business days to make this transaction happen. Yeah, uh, it's got to go down by February eighth. So we'll know within those ten days. If it goes past that, then that means that Anthony Davis isn't going to get moved probably until the summer. And a lot of people are saying, "Hey, the Celtics have more to give," and that's true. And they've got uh, you know, Tatum is fucking phenomenal. He's stuck now with a bunch of you know superstar players and. He's not doing what he does best like he did last year when Kyrie and, and Hayward were injured. I mean, he led that team to the Eastern Conference Finals as a rookie. He'll be phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Celtics have a bunch of first-round picks as well. But but the breaking news that just came in that just said uh, Davis does not want to go to the Celtics. You can, you can take the Celtics out of that. The only other spot yeah. that is of any interest, accord, uh, look, according to all the reports I've read, is, is the New York Knicks. Now, the New York Knicks have been shitty forever. Um, what I heard is they've got to give up Porzingis if they want to have that conversation with the Knicks. 
I don't know how that helps the Knicks if you got one guy and nobody to build around him. It'd be the same situation as if he was in New Orleans. You'd be stuck on a shitty team. But I guess you'd be in yeah. a bigger city and you know more recognition and all that stuff. To me, yeah, but he wouldn't be he wouldn't be eligible for that same supermax if he got traded right now, right? No. Um, so yeah. it's got to so, be a team that that he wants to play for long term, or else he can say, "See you, fuck you guys, man. I'm I'm out of here in a year." Uh, much the yeah. same way as Jimmy Butler can do this summer. Yeah, so I mean, he said he said he wants to go somewhere where he can compete immediately for a title. He, he doesn't want to go fuck around somewhere. I think he's. Uh, I don't see a team other than the Lakers that really makes any sense. I mean, the only, the only other team out there that could be, and there's there's two teams that could be instant like top level competitors if they got an Anthony Davis, yep. and that's Toronto uh, and Philly. But I don't think they have the the personnel to give up to do that and still maintain that contender status. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. They, they don't. I, I don't. And I don't think Davis Toronto would be a great combo, and I don't think Toronto's got the pieces to trade for him without a Kawhi no. in, in that conversation. No, or, of course not. No, I, I just no. Uh, you know if they if they want to win a title, they got to have all three of those guys, and I, I just I no. don't see that happening. Nor do I see him wanting to play in Toronto for Christ's sakes. If you don't want to play in New Orleans, which is a blast, and you actually live in the United States. Um, why the yeah. fuck would you want to go to Toronto? I think I, I actually think Toronto makes perfect sense for Kawhi, and it's about time for one of those Kawhi laughs. I ran I ran into someone, uh, a friend of mine actually is a big um, Spurs fan, and she's all butthurt about Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, a lot of people here are. And I'm like, yeah, but if you heard that guy laugh, didn't that make you want him to leave? Because that is the creepiest shit. I felt like when I first saw that, that I was going to get murdered. I didn't know by <laughs> whom. I didn't know what was coming. I knew something bad was coming. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but again, uh, the other team that I mentioned was the, the 76ers, and they don't have, I mean, they would have to give up uh, like at this point, ah, uh, that so you, they would have they have to give up Ben Simmons. You know that, right? They'd have to give up either Simmons or Embiid. Why? Why? What, 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 are you a better team with with uh, Anthony Davis and Embiid? Probably, yeah. I would say you probably are. If you gave up Embiid and Chandler and and just brought in some fucking knucklehead to play center, or had Anthony Davis play center and put a stretch four out there, that would that that wouldn't be a bad look. Ben Simmons, Redick, Butler. Uh, and and Anthony Davis, that's a pretty good, you know, four four spot. But could they get him for that? I don't know. I don't know either, and, man. I think Ben Simmons might do it, and in, in, you know, some draft picks and some other shit, simply for the fact of he's an LSU guy. That's a that's a big draw for that stadium. And you know, if he was going to go home, essentially to New Orleans and be the, the 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 franchise face of the franchise and all that shit, I think the people of the city would rally around that guy like Allen Iverson and uh, and get behind it. I just don't yeah. I don't see the 76ers wanting to do that unless you know they know something we don't know about Jimmy Butler and and what the fuck's going on with him. So it's tough to to me, you know, looking at at, at all these teams today, it's got to be the Lakers and and I would imagine it's got to be pretty soon, you know. Uh, I mean, look, they haven't sold February 8th anyways, but when I say pretty soon, I mean pretty soon is you have the same agent to do this. You have LeBron, you have Davis. I think he can sit. Let's face it, because LeBron is is the coach of that team now. So I think he's sitting down with LeBron and the agent and saying, "All right, here's who, here's exactly who we could goddamn get rid of. Who's dead weight? Because LeBron sees these guys day in and day out. He knows who's dead weight in that locker room and, and who's not. And, and I'm sure he's fine with telling Lonzo Ball to go fuck himself. And and uh, 
the rest of them. So I, I think I actually think this deal happens in the next ten days. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't see, um, I don't see Ball being a hang up. Like, there's nothing. There's either. nothing in 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 my uh, many many years of watching the NBA and uh, and and following these trades. You know, down the trade deadline and and watching teams. Um, you know, it, it didn't used to be like this. Back in the 90s, teams weren't building for the future. They were building for now. That was always now, 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 now. And it was, interestingly enough, for a lot of years in the in the mid to late 90s, the only team in the league that was actually profitable was the L.A. Clippers because they, dra- they would fucking suck all year, draft these high-ass draft picks, charge crazy amount of uh, – money for the for people to come watch the team and then as soon as that guy cost any more than the minimum they fucking traded his ass away yeah right Mahatma. everything has changed so much the fu- oh yeah exactly that's gandhi a, it's a fucking great one gandhi yep. they, yep, so, they're, they're so, all gone so now uh the nba is starting to look like major league baseball like every year at the trade deadline people are trying to like fucking restructure for the next three years it seems yeah, and you know, look, this this would certainly make it fun. I'm one of those people though. I actually enjoy watching the Warriors play. I enjoy their domination. And it's it's been a really really fun team to watch, especially with Boogie. I mean, goddamn, I, what are they 11 and 0 since he started playing? Yeah, and they just I mean, they're uh, fucking they housing up. people. They just they, they won Indiana by 32 by tonight. F- yeah, but they're missing Oladipo. Poor guy. I feel bad. I love Victor Oladipo, by the way. So do I. Great player, great person. Yeah, he's he's a good dude. Like his style of play is awesome. Um, but uh, you know, without him now, they're fucked this season. I don't know what they're going to do now. Yeah, it's pretty much done for them. I mean, they're thirty-two and seventeen, which is a shame because I mean they were well on their way to compete. You know, for an Eastern Conference championship, but you yep. know, Durant's cousins. I mean, shit. Boogie had twenty-two tonight. I mean, that's crazy. That's this team is a video game. It it really is a blast to watch. I I don't get down on too many dynasties like this. Like, and we'll, we'll get to this when we get to the, the New England game and Brady and shit like that. I don't get down on too many dynasties unless they're a blast to watch. I enjoyed when the Lakers in the eighties as a, as a child were amazing because it was Showtime Lakers. That whole shit was fun. Bird and the Celtics was fun. Uh, even the Bad Boys. It was a fun team to watch, and it was like, all right, cool. Uh, and then Jordan had his run. I never got tired of watching yeah. the Bulls play. I really didn't. No, me me either. I don't understand all these people that are always fucking whining about the lack of parity in the league. Would you rather watch 30, 32 teams play, you know, 80 or let's call it 70 mediocre games and 12 really competitive great games a year or would you rather see you know five or six teams play 25 great games a year and then go into the playoffs and the the conference finals and the finals are fucking ball busters like they should be that's what i want to see i want to see the best players on a couple of teams because I don't give a fuck about your hometown, folks. I don't care. Ask no. Craig Dulesky about that. I don't give a fuck about Iowa. I don't even think it's a state. I think like how <laughs> I think how birds are fake, and we all agree on that now that birds are fake. I think that Iowa is not even a real state. <laughs> but by so the way, I don't care about your stupid city. I don't care about any of that bullshit. All I care about is competition. I want to see the best product on the floor against the other best product and see who wins. That's you know, fucking sports, folks. It is. You know, you know, the funny thing about it is uh, we're actually number one. Drinking Bros is the number one podcast in all of Iowa, by the way. 
Uh, it's because of me because I've talked so much shit about that <laughs> that they or, li- they listen to you. Could be the fans. I don't know. Could be. Could be. We're actually number one in three states: North Carolina, Iowa, and I forget the other one. Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. Those 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 ratings just came out the other day. That was pretty cool to see. Uh, and and the Warriors. That's are, that's are, number one in the world, by the way, not by category or anything. So we are the yeah. number one podcast in the world. Or I'm not in the world, but we're the number in, in one podcast states. in those three states. In those three like states, Like of any yeah. genre, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's thank a, you guys for that. It's awesome. Um, and the, and the, look, the Warriors are awesome. I enjoy this team. I enjoy watching superstars who get along and are able to play together. Like, whenever I hear Jimmy Butler, the rest of these assholes bitch about, I need the ball more, I need this, why don't you, why don't you pop your head into the Warriors? Just watch one game. A- any one of them could, you know, Durant, Curry, Fuck, even Cousins and Clay Thompson, any one of these guys could drop 50 every single night. They all played great together. Nobody bitches about how many points were scored or how many touches they got. The only fight they've ever had through this whole run is, is you know, between uh, Draymond Green asking, asking Durant on the floor whether or not he was going to resign. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, if they wanted to be superstars on their own right, they'd all go get yeah. fucked and, uh, and enjoy and, and it. Let's, let's be clear. Draymond comes in for a lot of fucking bad press from time to time, but that guy knows exactly what he's doing. Like, yeah. he was part of the fucking... He was part of the five that went out and recruited Durant in the first place. And I honestly think, like... Listen, li- he is kind of a knucklehead sometimes. Don't get me wrong, but listen to the guy talk. Uh, and watch him like view the court and pass and stuff. He's a smart dude. So he's very uh, high basketball IQ. Yeah, he's, he really is. And yeah. I, I think he, I think he might be, end up being a coach someday. To be honest, he, he like that that move that he pulled last year, yelling and going crazy on Steve Kerr in the locker room, and then look what happened after that. They rattled off like fourteen straight wins or some shit, and then they fucking went, uh, you know, four one in the finals. And then uh, like it was a big controversy last year too. Like, oh fucking Draymond's yelling at Steve Kerr to come get some if he wants some. Yeah, sure he was. I mean, of course he was. That's Draymond Green, but. What happened in the end, right? What was he trying to set up there? What was he trying to evoke with that? And it really, to me, sounds a lot like what Phil Jackson used to do. He used to call... People forget about Phil Jackson calling his players out in the media. Like, no coach had ever done this shit before. Oh, like, yeah. It was, it, you, you did not fucking talk about your players in the media in a negative way fucking ever. But Phil Jackson did it on a regular basis. He would question Kobe's motivation sometimes. Like openly, and then Kobe would come out and score fucking fifty points. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, and at a certain point, you got to keep these guys motivated somehow. Because look, you get tired of winning. Um, the Patriots seem to be the only team that isn't right now. Uh, and with God that, damn. with that being said, uh, let's get to the sponsors and then bust the balls open on this Super Bowl, shall we? First and foremost, again, we talked about it at the top of the show. This is the big one. This is what we came for. This is all the marbles. We're, we're actually betting on every game. You and I are putting $20 on every prop bet individually just to see what happens. Like, yeah. It's going to be fun. Uh, we'll probably, look, if we've stayed true to form, we'll, we'll win about 73%. Um, but some of these bets are so fucking weird. Who knows? But it, it'll be a blast and we'll be there. So we'll get to root for all this shit as it goes down live. As will you at home. Is, let's face it. Everybody's watching the game, getting together for the game. You wouldn't be listening to the show if you weren't watching the Super Bowl, probably. So, go to mybookie.com. The, the deal is still there. Drinking Bros, promo code. Doubles your deposits from $100 to $3,000, and you can bet on all the prop bets with us 
or against this and do whatever you want, man. You know, I'm not saying bet your fucking mortgage or anything. Just have fun with it. Uh, have a great, great Sunday. This is the last NFL game of the year, and it's it's sad. It makes me sad, but my bookie is there, and uh, and this show will run actually through March Madness, and uh, that's where we will complete until the start of uh, next college basketball season. Uh, I'm sorry, football season. Uh, but college basketball is uh, right at the end of it. Ooh, I'm getting, I'm looking forward to that. I watched that Duke game tonight too. Next up, we've got Duke Notre Dame. Yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. House Notre Dame. Uh, fuck. Dude, I, look, that's another reason why the Knicks shouldn't trade for Anthony Davis. They could get the first pick in the draft next year, and it could be Zion. Yep. So yeah. why or or one of the other guys on Duke or Barrett? Gonna be yeah, if, if they get yeah. Zion or Barrett, <laughs> I mean, you're shit. good to go. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So you're well in line for that. Uh, next up, we got ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Look, I said this on Ross Patterson Revolution podcast about uh, how great these guys are. And I also said some of these deals are going away because it's it's the new year. You know what I'm saying? It turned over. So the Christmas specials and all that shit are gone. I don't I don't think I told you this thing. You know what happened? That night after that that show on Ross Patterson Revolution, I get a call from uh, Rich. I get an email from him, actually. At, it was like midnight. And he goes, hey, man. Um, yes, a couple of those deals are over, but you know what I'm going to do for your audience is give an extra 15% off to anybody military or first responders, current or former. So if you go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros, there's a footer at the bottom of the page that says, Hey man, if you're a military or first responder, you get an extra 15% off on all of these deals, which man, what the fuck dude? How cool is that? Yeah, that's pretty rad. I, I don't know what. That's a big um, savings. That's a monster savings there. I'm like, Jesus for a, for Christ. A, for a big for a for a big ticket purchase like that, it's great, man. That's that's really we really uh, we really appreciate that. We try to work with companies like that, like uh, that that take care of service members and whatnot. I don't know what uh, app they're using to do it. Like if it's uh, ID dot whatever the fuck. Uh, ID dot troops or there's a bunch of different ones out there, but they'll. It's really simple. They'll verify that you're. You know, first responder or, or former military or current military, and then you get your fucking discount. It's real simple. Yeah, man, it's it's awesome, dude. So look, I I know I said look, they still got the bundle package for seven ninety nine off, but that's only good for yeah. one. Because look, I I, tr- I think I tried to buy it twice, and that's when it popped up. And I was like, hey, you can only get this one time. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they they still offering deals like two hundred dollars off a mattress and all that shit. But again, if you're a military or first responder, you get fifteen percent off of everything you buy in there. You know, including whatever deal you get, um, you know, the two hundred dollars off or whatever, and then it's there's no interest for thirty six months, so it's a pay as you go program for yeah, thirty six really months. Rad. I mean, wh- one of the things that we try to do uh, at at Drinking Bros and Black Rifle is support companies that support us, and by us I mean our tribe, the veteran community, and the LEO community. So. You know, if you're if you're looking for this item, you're not gonna find like we all have these ghost beds. Like yep. literally, I have two of them. I don't. You have like two or three, right? I have three I have in my two. house. Yeah, I have three. Jared's got one. Matt's got three at his house. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. We all have these things. We're not fucking around here. No, and again, it's such a big t- ticket purchase. We wouldn't fuck you on this. So uh, go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Super grateful that these guys are always on the show. Uh, we love their product. Uh, last but not least, D'Anthony is your company, BlackRifleCoffee.com. Why don't you tell us a little jangle about it? Yeah, Black Rifle Coffee is a, uh, you know what? It's funny. We have so much stuff going on right now. We Dude, released, it, are the Whoobies sold out, by the way? A lot of people are asking that. Um, Hang on. I'm actually on the website right now, and I'm looking. I no, see everybody online out. fucking snuggled up in those things, and I was like, man, they had to sell out of this. We're not sold out yet, but they're going very, very fast. Very and, uh, fast. You may, 
You're going to want to pick this one up because there's something that's very similar to this coming out very, very soon. And you're going to want to pick that up as well. Is it a hoodie? I'm not going to say yes or no. Just, just relax. Relax. Don't fuck Come me on. on the hoodie. I, I want it. Like, I buy all this shit. Is it a hoodie? Yes we or no? Actually, uh, it might be, yeah. So, you know, you saw it. You may have seen a preview of it. Oh, nobody's seen that yet. No. Maybe on our, maybe on our Instagram. When no, we one were with a, no one we were has shooting seen it. No one has seen it. Well, we were shooting with Tiffany Hart when she was in the office uh, last week to, to shoot some uh, shows, the one that you saw this, uh, this week that came up. So you may see some content with it in there soon. I promise you we'll get it out to you soon. Our best deal is the coffee club. You join the club. Coffee shows up to your door every day, same day, every month, same price, no bullshit. You never run out, all right? Don't ever run out of coffee. You get 20% off free shipping, the whole deal. It's a great deal. We set it up because we're all coffee nerds. We got tired of running out of our own coffee, so we fucking set up this club. No shit. Evan set this whole thing up because he just wanted to have coffee at his house all the time. So if you're that person that drinks it a lot, and if you're one of 65% of Americans who drink one cup of coffee a day, this is for you. I'm telling you. It is. Uh, go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Type in the promo code SPORTS uh, for one-time use of 20% off. Use it on the Coffee Club of the Month program. Yeah, um, and just to add to that, in the past two months, we've given away a Liberty Safe, right? Big-ass yep. safe. Yeah. Um, now we've given away a shit ton of gear like uh camping and fishing gear and a bunch of free meat as well and now we have a new one coming up a new giveaway that's going to start i think in about a week that's going to be another safe and there's a little surprise inside of that motherfucker so you're going to want to keep an eye out for that oh look at that d'anthony um all right let's get to it shall we new england patriots versus the los angeles rams after after we make all our picks, we've got uh, our boy Benny Daniels on the show, our ticket guy. Talk to us about this matchup, what the tickets are, are going like, what, what the market is like out there. This game, Dan, started at three and a half. It is now down to two and a half, minus two and yep. a half for New England. The over was at 57 and a half. It is now up to 58. Uh, as we're getting closer to game time here, who you got Patriots against the Rams. I got to tell you, uh, I like, I, I love the Rams. I called the Rams uh, in the Super Bowl before the season started, if you remember correctly. You did. Um, I actually called Chiefs Rams, and I was dangerously close to getting that right. Yes, um, you were. But I got to tell you, man, I, I envision a scenario in this game where the Rams and, and, and Patriots are within one score sometime in the final minutes of the game and Brady's got the ball in his hand because it's happened so many fucking times now that I'm like, I have, I have PTSD from this guy. We were at the game. We were at the AFC championship. Great fucking great game. By the way, there was some, some weird calls in that game, but just like happened earlier in the season when the chiefs played the Patriots fucking the chiefs came back, scored that last touchdown too fast. Right. They didn't, they didn't do. So when Brady first came out for that AFC championship game, that motherfucker intentionally kept the Chiefs' offense off the field. I think that first drive was like eight minutes, right? Eight and a half, yeah. Something crazy. Yeah, something like that. That's his style, and he can do that whenever he wants, but he can also march the ball down the field whenever he wants. Oof, man. The Rams' defense is a whole hell of a lot better than the Chiefs' defense, but they're a little little dodgy in the secondary from time to time. Um, well, uh, this Tlaib uh, is back, I heard, so... 
Yeah. You know, he played he played against the Saints, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, uh, yeah, what's what's your verdict on this? Oh boy, you know I got to tell you, I don't I don't know. Uh, I think that the uh, Patriots are going to win this game. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I th- this one makes me sad. This this hurts. Yeah. I took a, I've taken a lot of shit from Drinking Bros listeners of, hey Ross, are you going from Pats fans, Patriots fans? Are you going to the game? Because it would be great if you were. Is I know you're rooting against them, and every time you go to New England in a big game, they win. It's true. Yeah. I went to the Super Bowl two years ago. They came back and beat my beloved Falcons. Can you? Yeah. Can you remind me what happened in that game? God damn it! Twenty eight to three. Um, we were we went we were at the Chiefs game last weekend. Uh, again, again, they win a coin toss in overtime. They lose. I, with two and a half, I, I'm with you. I think this is a three-point game. I don't know if this spread is different on someone else's than my bookie, but it's a two and a half on my bookie, so that's what we're going with. I think New England finds a way to win, and I think they win by a fucking field goal, and, and Brady wins again for six, and... You know, it'll be the most boringest after party of all time for those guys. Yeah. So, yeah. I, look, I, I've bet against the Patriots a lot, and I, I, I can't see them doing it. Not that the Rams aren't great, because they are, but their team is extremely young. And last year, they only, you know, they only, fuck, they didn't even make it out of the first round. The Falcons beat them in the first round at home. This, this time around, they haven't looked that great in the playoffs. They certainly didn't look great against the Saints. And let's face it, it should be the Saints in the goddamn Super Bowl because of that fucking call. To me, I think that's a that that hangs over a team that they shouldn't be there. They didn't deserve it. Everybody in America is saying the same thing. Either they can use that as an underdog situation, or they can, you know, it, it can completely fucking terrorize your mind. And uh, I, yeah. I think. I think they get over it mentally, and I think it is a good game, but I, I still think the Patriots win. There's something about, you know, that's that last five minutes of a game where you have to know how to win and put the, the, put the opponent away. Matt Ryan is a perfect example of the Falcons who just did not have the confidence to win and put that fucking team away like he should have and hold, and hold your Super Bowl trophy. Jared Goff is great. I think he's going to be great for many, many years. He is also extremely young. If it comes down to the last five minutes of the game, the same way it did with like Matt Ryan, yeah. I just don't see him beating Brady, man, and these guys. Edelman, I, I don't see it happening, man. Belichick, I, yep. I just don't see it happening. We'll, but, we'll see, but I'll, I'll tell you this much. Let's say he goes all Nick Foles on us and really pulls one out of his ass. This will be the beginning of a storied career of four plus Super Bowl rings for Mr. Goff. I guarantee you that. Like yeah, you, and especially at, with at this, with what they're working with on that team. I mean, dude, you got Gurley. Yeah. Uh, you know, keep C.J. Anderson around. You got those great wide receivers. Yep. They have a Brandon great Coach defense. Finally, found a fucking good a uh, home. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. Donalds Donaldson on the defense. So that that's what I'm saying. If if he if Goff makes his bona fides here and proves more so to himself than anybody else that he can do what fucking Tom Brady does. And I think he's got that talent. You know, some of that stuff you can't tell until you get in that situation. Yeah. We know now, we know for sure that that uh, Patrick Mahomes 
has the fucking balls, the talent. He doesn't bend under pressure. He'll fucking run you down the field and score a touchdown. You, I don't give a fuck if you're the New England Patriots. What he can't do is play defense for the. So yeah, you know, that's that's a whole other issue. And without that, um, I, I, honestly, you know, it's easy to go back and talk about what could have been, but uh, with the Chiefs. They lost in a coin toss, and to be honest, with a more experienced running back like Kareem Hunt that had more success over the year, um, maybe they would have run the ball a little more on that last drive and ran some time off the clock. Who knows? A lot of stuff could have gone differently there. I don't. They. I didn't feel like they had a whole lot of uh, confidence in their ground game there to do what Tom Brady was very confident doing, which is throwing short passes, letting Sony Michelle run the ball and taking as much time off the clock, knowing for a fact they're going to score. James that White James confidence. White had 15 receptions, uh, and I think yeah. we're going to see a lot of that as well. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it, it, here's, the, here's the weird thing about this game. If I'm looking at it on paper, just pure talent-wise, the Rams should win this game. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the Patriots have... Michelle and James White are both uniquely talented people. There's not a receiver or a running back in the league that catches the ball and runs after the catch in the flat better than James White, in my opinion. Same. And Sony Michelle is is just an incredible running back as well. And then you have Gronk if he's healthy. You have Edelman and you have Brady. But none of them are as talented singularly than as a, as a Gurley is. Like Gurley is fucking amazing. Yeah, like not he, just at running. He Gurley is James White and Sony Michelle and one player combined. Yeah, the guy's a beast. I mean, he had a shitty game last week. He had 13 total yards uh, against the Saints. But I, look, I, I just I think it's going to come down to Brady. I think Brady gets his sixth. You know, obviously this would make him the greatest of all time. I think he it would would pass what Montana. Montana had five as well. He would pass Montana. I, 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 I think Gronk retires after this game. And I think he's done. Brady said he, he's coming back no matter what. Yeah, he said there's a quote-unquote 0% chance that he's going to retire after this game no matter the outcome. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, I look, I, I think that's what it's going to be. The hilarious part about this is, uh, for the audience, we actually have Rams after-party tickets with the players. So, yep. in person... If you you know follow us on on you know Drinking Bros podcast Instagram or Drinking Bros Sports on uh, Facebook, which is a private group anybody can join, just tell me you heard about it on the show. You will see me wearing an Eric Dickerson jersey to this game. I will be rooting for the Rams. However, my money is going on the Patriots, so uh, it, it is yeah. what it is. Um, so do us do us a favor, and if you happen to somehow know someone for the Rams or their family or anything, don't tell them about any of this until after the fucking party <laughs> that we're going to go to, especially if they fucking win. If they win, it's going to be great. I mean, we're, look, we're going regardless whether they win or lose. Um, but, you know, it, it's like with everything after all of these teams lose. It's a fucking funeral after that. So it just sucks. But it would be awesome since we're already in of like, holy shit, we can't believe this either. So we, we could get the inside footage of it. Who do you got in this over-under here at 58? Uh, keep in mind, by the way, a, a, there's been five previous games this year where the over's been over 57, and it's 5-0. and up. So yeah, Vegas I'm, knows I, something. I got the over. Yeah. I think I, I would take the under in the first half. I don't see it here, um, but I know how Tom Brady's going to approach his game. He's going to try to oh, keep you're, Tom you're gonna the Oh, you're going to see it, my man. You're going to see it in a second, these prop bets. So. Yeah, we'll we'll look down these prop bets. So for the first half, and these are great bets to make, by the way, guys. If you know, like uh, Ross and I, we you we talked about this before 
uh, the AFC Championship, we were like, Brady is going to try to keep KC off the field as much as possible. So in the first half, you bet the the under in the first half in a game where Brady's playing against a high-powered offense like the Chiefs or the Rams, you're probably going to fucking make your nut right there. That That is a really, really safe bet to throw more than just $20 on, in my opinion. Um, now, the over for the game, because of the way that Brady and 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 the Rams and, and Brady and the Chiefs have played the third and fourth quarters this season, uh, I think that over is still safe. I, they, they're going to score 30-plus points combined in the uh, third and fourth quarters, no question, in my opinion. Yeah, so look, uh, I, I'm with you on the over. I think this is a high-scoring game. I could see 42-38 somewhere in there. Um, here, Here's the, the first half lines. This is super interesting because I don't think I've ever seen it this low in football before. The first half spread is New England minus a half a point. Oh wow! Yeah, um, I, I I would I would go with New England on that. I, I would take New England on the first half minus a half a point because let's face it, it's pretty much a pick 'em at that point. So yeah, uh, you're, you're good I, to I'm go. Say the over my, under. My guess first half is seventeen seven New England after the first half. All right, that, that's so I'm, gl- I'm glad you said that because the over under is twenty seven and a half. So what would you tell the audience on the first half of the over under? Obviously, I'd under take the under. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I would take I, I didn't even have to hear what the under is to know that I would take the under, to be honest. Yeah. So I, I, I'm with you in that. And, you know, having been at that game. Look, they housed the Chargers and hung fucking what, 35 in the first half in that game. But I don't see them doing that against the Rams defense. And I'm with you where I think it's going to be a lot of small ball there. Uh, to get it going for these boys and and try to keep the Rams off the field and their high powered yep. offense, they're probably going to take the same strategy as the Chiefs. You know, in the second half, all bets are off because I don't think you can keep doing that forever once they figure out a scheme. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like I like the under in the first half over for the game. Um, the next prop bet is the Super Bowl MVP, Tom Brady. Here's I've got some I got some information on this. All that right, I run down. fire away. So. So here are the last several Super Bowl MVPs, and I want you to pay close attention to what positions these guys play. Nick Foles, Tom Mm -hmm. Brady, Von Miller, Tom Brady again, Malcolm Smith, Joe Flacco, Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Yeah. Now, what do most of those people have in common? Yeah, they're all quarterbacks. And and, and guess who the odds are on? Tom Brady... Is uh is obviously he's pretty much a one to one favorite. So you know you're gonna win your money back if you you know if you bet on Tom Brady. Jared Goff is interesting. This is two and a half to one. So you know he's he's the quarterback of the Rams. Obviously, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's plus a thousand. If you're looking to fucking make a, a huge bet, dude, off a hundred dollars, a hundred to win a thousand. Todd Gurley is a great bet. Sony Michelle is plus twelve hundred. I'm not too sold on him winning the MVP on that team. I think it would probably go to Brady over everybody else. CJ Anderson at plus twenty five hundred. That's something I throw fucking twenty dollars on just to do it. Uh, then you're getting into Aaron Donald, uh, and I'm just going down the list here uh, as far as 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 bad as the or as low as the. It's it's, it's not going to be Aaron Donald. I don't think so either. I, I think you can cross the, it off the list. Like there have been def- like defensive players who have won the Super Bowl MVP, uh, uh, Malcolm Smith, Von Miller, um, uh, Dexter Jackson back in the day. Ray Lewis won it, um, but 
I don't know that a defensive tackle or end has won it since like the 80s, to be honest. No, and, and look, Brady doesn't get hit that much. I, I think the Aaron Donald bet you can cross off. James White is on there next. Uh, Edelman, uh, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Rob Gronkowski. And this is going down the list. Uh, like, Rob Gronkowski is, fuck, man, you bet 100 on him, you're winning 3,500. So yeah. you're starting to get into some big boy numbers here. Um, and it, and it goes all the way down to Aqib Talib is on here, um, so yeah. yeah. I mean the I, biggest the biggest surprise for uh, a Super Bowl MVP in recent like history has got to be Deion Branch, right? Like nobody saw that coming. Yeah, and, and that's like on this on, out of all of this list, if you're gonna pick somebody with massive odds and try to go for a big score. I'd probably go Cordero Patterson, Cordero Patterson on this one, um, just to do it. He's at plus fifteen thousand. Look, he returns the ball as well as like you know plays running back occasionally and all that other shit. Like that's a weird pick. Um, you know, you keep going down this list. You have like Philip Dorsett and things like that. Philip Dorsett is at plus twenty five thousand. Patrick Chung, like those type of guys. If you're looking to you know, throwing 10 bucks on it to have fun because you don't know who's going to win. It's a pretty cool list to do it. Uh, next up, we got team totals here for the Patriots. Team totals for the Patriots. Uh, the over 29 and a half for the game. I'm taking that. I take the over on both of these. So yeah. the next one is 27 and a half for the Rams. I think both of yeah. these teams are going to outscore the, these team totals. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm putting uh I'm going uh over on both of these for sure with my own my own real American dollars. American hey, dollars. Speaking of speaking of stupid bullshit, um our buddy Portnoy just posted a video of him getting kicked out of the fucking stadium for media day because I uh, presumably of that stupid bullshit that he pulled earlier today. Barstool, yeah. I look, Barstool to me is going down once they once they started getting rid of their talent. And we've had this a lot on Drinking Boy Sports. Everybody's like, "Hey man, you you guys going to team up with Barstool or are you going to have a network like Barstool? We'd love to." Barstool doesn't pay their their host at all. So uh, it's 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 bullshit money. You have to live in New York. It's mostly college interns. That's why you saw like Michael Rappaport leave and and uh and one of my personal favorites, Pat McAfee. I thought yeah, he Pat was McAfee. that channel as far as sports go. Um the president of, of Barstool seems to think that it's all about him. And I don't I don't agree with that. I that no, guy's I think, not a big uh, enough personality. He's a good he's a great businessman. No, no. He's just not a big enough personality. He is. I actually like him. I mean, he's kind of a dick, but so are all of Same. us. Um, I, I just don't like the way, um, like some of the stuff rubs me the wrong way. Like you and I have certain life experience and then Michael Rappaport has a certain life experience, right? Right. We sit on, you sit on, uh, you know, a different, a much different like political spectrum than Michael Rappaport does. And I'm different than both of you i'm probably a little bit in the middle of you two and well, we the, all can the, the get along yeah that's the difference the three of is, us we don't give a fuck about that shit at the end of the day we can go talk to him about fucking the warriors and lebron james and 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 the the films he's been in and the fucking music that we all grew up listening to the early 90s hip-hop and shit like that and who gives a fuck right 
Like who cares about that bullshit? Yeah, but man. And, was, and dude, we had look, we had rapper Rappaport on Drinking Bros, and he was rad. I lost a ton of followers, and they were like, "Dude, fuck that guy." And I'm like, you know what? We didn't talk politics, man. We just talked sports. Yeah. He was a fucking great dude. And uh, you know, there's certain people who it just doesn't control their entire life. I, I know if you watch Rappaport and all of his shit, like his videos, it's mostly for entertainment purposes and purposes and shock value. He's yeah, not he's like that in real life. Yeah, he's sake. a comedian. Like, so we, who gives we a don't, shit? We don't walk around fucking uh, throwing jizz on each other all the time like the crazy jokes that we tell either. Well, like, it's not real, sometimes, guys. Sometimes we do. Well, Jared, Jared, Jared does. He he makes out like he doesn't like it, but he fucking loves it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the point so, of all that is, like, if you're going to whine about all the... Like, I, I, I love it that our community is so anti-PC culture because that PC culture is killing journalism. It's killing everything. It sucks. But you can't do that and then get fucking mad at somebody because they don't like something that's going on in politics and they say something about it. Fuck you, buddy. If you're that guy out there that gets mad because Michael Rappaport doesn't like something that's happening in politics and he uses his platform to talk about it, you can disagree with him all you want. But don't tell us not to have him on the show. Yeah, and then and that, like, I, I sent a, a text to a buddy of mine was is a big Bernie Sanders guy in L.A. I sent him a text to say, hey, man, congratulations that, you know, he's running again or whatever. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate you reaching out. I was like, yeah, he's not going to yeah. win, but like, I'm happy you're going to be happy for the next couple of years. Yeah. You know? And, and that's yeah, the truth. Like, I, I don't I, I really don't care. And at the end of the day, people go and vote and, and it is what it is. Whoever gets elected, I move on with my fucking life the next day and get over it. So. I'm not. We're not going to let that bullshit bleed over into sports Fuck very often. No. Uh, those no guys way. do. And uh, look, go to on them, I guess. But uh, right now, I'm concerned with these fucking prop bets. And the next one we got Ooh, is who bets. scores the first touchdown in the Super Bowl. The odds-on favorite right now, number one, is Todd Gurley. Uh, Todd Gurley's plus um, two twenty-five. Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, C.J. Anderson, Josh Reynolds. Oh, this is for the Rams. This is for the Rams' first touchdown. Um, yeah, but they're all they're all. I mean, Gurley is two twenty five. Robert Woods is three hundred. Brandon Cooks is uh, three hundred, and C.J. Anderson is three hundred. Yep. The first the first one for the Patriots is Sony Michelle at four fifty. So they Vegas seems to think that it's going to be a rushing touchdown. Yeah, it's going to be a rushing touchdown for sure. And oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't either. Here's where I here's where I reach on something like this. I, like you know, because these are prop bats who are throwing twenty bucks down. Some of these odds are so huge. One of them is no points in the first half, no touchdown. So you you that's can bet and that's plus twenty five hundred. You can bet on the Rams that they're only going to kick field goals in the first half. That is a possibility. Uh, the Rams defense is on here plus fourteen hundred. Josh Reynolds. There's a lot of good picks in here. If you're looking to, if you're looking to go outside the box here, I like Josh Reynolds at plus nine hundred for the first touchdown for the Rams. Um, and that 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 would pay you a lot of money if you put a little bit down. If you're going outside the box, uh, as far so as the this pay- this prop this prop bet is uh, so it's player to score first Rams touchdown mm-hmm. and plus twenty five hundred is no touchdown. I assume that means a field goal, right? Correct. So that, that means I think, the, the Rams I think it's only score likely. field goals in the first half. No, this is player to score first Rams touchdown, like the first score of the game, right? No, no, no. For the first, the entire first half. So I see. Okay. What they're saying yeah, is, okay. hey, there might not be any touchdowns in the first half. So what are you going to do? Again, I think I think Vegas is right on this. I think my bookie is right. Todd Gurley, 
uh, at two twenty five is, is probably right. If you're taking a flyer on this and want to win some cash, I, I'd look to uh, Josh Reynolds at plus nine hundred in that. Uh, I could see him scoring for you know maybe nineteen yards out, twenty seven yards out, somewhere in there for a touchdown. And that, I think I'm going to throw a little. I'm going to throw a little cash on uh, Gurley, and I'm going to throw a little cash on Josh Reynolds for that reason. Yeah, I could see that. I could see Gurley. I could see Brandon Cooks too, though. Yeah, I, same, same. So any one of these guys, but again, in the Super Bowl, since I'm very, I'm betting so many bets in this thing, I go with a little on a lot of long shots because if one of them hits, congratulations, it's it's a fucking post Malone video. So uh, wherever we yep. are, it's awesome, and we did it for Clemson this year, and it was that was one of the best times I've oh, ever yeah. had. So yeah, if you make if you if you just pick ten of these that we're talking about today, and you put you know twenty bucks twenty on bucks down, you're good to go. It, it'll you be know, a fucking I mean, great day. You, if you win two of them, if you if you pick some of these longer yeah, shots and you yeah. win two of them, you made all your money back and more, friend. You can throw a little barbecue, get some cocaine, yeah, do cocaine, you want. get your dick sucked by a stranger, all of it. Uh, in the Patriots game, we got the first one to score a touchdown in the first half. Sony Michelle's at number one. It makes sense. Julian Edelman, James White, Rob Gronkowski, uh, Rex Burkhead, Chris Hogan, Philip Dorsett, Cordell Patterson, James Devlin. A rushing touchdown by Tom Brady is at 5,000. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Patriots defense or special team, though, is at plus 3,300. I could see a pick six happening. So uh, Yeah, I could see that, yeah. Uh, you never know. Uh, to me, looking down this list, I would have to go. If I'm, uh, This is what I'm going to go with here. I'm going to go with James White, actually. Uh, for like a nice a nice little scamper from 12 yards out. I'll probably go with James White for the first touchdown here from 12 yards out. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was somebody like like a Philip Dorsett, kind of like in that Chiefs game right before halftime, you know? And that's a plus 2,500. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the thing about the fucking Patriots is you don't know what game plan they're coming out here with. No, and you don't know which running back is going to get the ball in the gold line. So right now you got Michelle, yeah. you got... Uh, uh, James White, and then you got uh, Rex Burkhead. Is he is Burkhead down here? I don't know if he's yeah, he is listed at plus fourteen hundred. Uh, Even yeah. that would be a good bet if you're trying to if you're really trying to go big and win a lot of cash. Like a Rex Burkhead would be a nice bet in this situation. Um, the next one is the player to score first Patriots uh, touchdown, which we've covered uh, anytime TD scorer Tom Brady rushing touchdown. Yes or no? What do you think? Um, no, I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is because the uh, the Rams, uh, their run defense is so much better yeah. than their pass defense, my opinion. Yeah. I mean, well, that's that's statistically. Their, their weakness is in the secondary. They've got some guys back now. They're going to be a little better. But that we're talking about if it's a rushing touchdown from Tom Brady it's within 5 yards maximum a one i think right. yeah so yeah. i think you'd have to be on the inch line look it pays off at plus 750 it doesn't hurt to throw it on there if that's the way you want to go cuz right now the no which and i'm with you in this camp i don't think he scores either is it minus 1650 so you're not really winning any money in this i i would go with the yes just in case um and throw like 10 bucks on it and then you could really fucking Clean house and some shit like that. Uh, yeah, the next one is sure. Jared Goff. Whether or not he will score a rushing touchdown, yes or no? I'll, I'll say no uh, across again, the board on this. I don't, I, yeah, I, again, I don't. I don't see it. I mean, they got C.J. Anderson, they got Todd Gurley, and then they got two like prime time receivers. 
it would have to be a like a really bizarre situation on an inch yard, like you said, inch yard line. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't see that. Uh, the next one is uh, Sony Michelle. Will he score a rushing touchdown? I say yes on this. You know what, man? I don't. God damn. I mean, Belichick he scored last game. What did he hard, score? Fucking three he's, touchdowns. He's, yeah, but Belichick's got to be the hardest guy to prop bet against, uh, especially running backs. That, yeah, that crazy motherfucker. You just don't know what the fuck he's doing, man. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, the the no is is plus one fifty, but that to me is not enough a good enough odd to bet against Sony Michelle scoring a touchdown. So I would say me yes neither. On this one. Yeah, I'm with you. Next one is Rex Burkhead. Now he's a plus one fifty for yes, and I'm going to take this. I think Rex Burkhead does score a touchdown. I think he scores. Uh, I don't know about a rushing touchdown, but I think he does score in this game. Yeah. E- either way, it's plus one fifty, and I'm, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take Rex Burkhead. Uh, the next yep. one up is James White, and he is at minus one twenty for each of these for yes and no. Therefore, it really doesn't matter what you pick on this one. I, look, James White no. scores every fucking game. There's no goddamn way that I'm betting no on this. I don't care. He's been on my fantasy team for five years. The guy scores every fucking game. I'm going with James White to score a touchdown. I kind of want to look and see when the last time he didn't score in a game was. Uh, I can I, I, I can tell you that. It was probably week 16 when he fucked me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you yeah. seem a little butthurt. Well, they put Rex for like week 15 and 16. They kept playing Rex Burkhead. He just came back. Again, Belichick doesn't give a shit who's in there. It could be you in there, Dan. He doesn't give a fuck. He'll run the ball. Even if you've never played, that's Belichick. Um, the next one is uh, Todd Gurley. Anytime score, yes, of course. Todd Gurley is going to score a touchdown. There's no reason I mean, to he, bet no on this. It, Todd Gurley he hasn't is going scored to score. in two games, right? Yeah, I, he's due, man. I, he's going to erupt. He heard enough shit about the Saints game, and he, even he in the locker room said afterwards, "Man, I played like ass in that game." I think Todd Gurley is going to have two touchdowns in this game. You're fine betting that one. Uh, next one up is C.J. Anderson. This is a tough one. He's at minus one thirty and minus one ten, so that means. That means Vegas and MyBookie.com thinks that he's definitely going to score. Look, the, the, the hardest thing that I have had to reconcile as far as the Rams go and, and betting on the Rams for all of this shit is whether or not Todd Gurley is still hurt. And if so, is C.J. Anderson going to get more touches in the Super Bowl? And I don't know that answer. We don't. We have no, surprisingly, no insider knowledge on this. And we, we ha- we're going to have a Rams player on the show. No one knows what the fuck is really the deal here. But if Vegas is saying 130 and 110 for yes and no, that means they definitely think C.J. Anderson is going to be playing a lot and getting a lot of touches. So, yep. this one, look, you bet it either way. It's not going to really win you a lot of money, but... Uh, I, I this one I'll skip. I, like I'll, I'll for the sake of the show I'll say yes, but I, I have no idea. Um, if he's hiding that injury, you know, it's going to change the game completely. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the next one yeah, is uh, Julian that. Edelman. Yes or no that he scores uh, scores a touchdown in this game. Um, it's it's minus one ten for yes, minus one thirty for no, which means they definitely think he's going to score as well. Yeah, I go yes on this. Yeah, I go yes on this as well. I'm with you. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is up next. Gronk, probably his last game. He is hobbling out there, man. I don't see him playing after this. If the, I think the Patriots are going to win, I think he's going to retire immediately after the game, and then 
whatever his thoughts are in his bullshit acting career, that's not going to happen, but he's, he's going to yep. go for it. Uh, yes and no on Gronkowski scoring. It's plus 100 on yes, so that means they, they don't have a lot of confidence that he's going to score. I think he'll score. I do too. I, and I think, I think it could be something potentially like a, like a running play from the one. Something weird too. Like uh, yeah. The Patriots do some weird shit when it comes to the Super Bowl, so I'm with that. Uh, the next one up is Philip Dorsett, the wide receiver for the Patriots. Plus 300 for yes, minus 500 for no. Look, this is one of those ones where I'm going to throw 20 on this and say yes, just in case he does, and then you you win some extra bread, dude. Because uh, Philip yep. Dorsett is great. You never know who the Patriots are going to throw to. Why not? You know, for 20 bucks, why not? I, I'm, I'm fine with, with Philip Dorsett and yes on this. You? Yeah, I mean, why not take a, take a runner on that one? Yeah, the next one up is Cordell Patterson. Uh, he's a plus 400 for yes, minus 700 for no. I, again, man, I, you're not going to win any money off of a no unless you bet thousands of dollars. So you might as well throw you know a little 10 spot on a yes and just see what happens. It's a mystery what happens for the, for the Patriots' backfield. So I, he could. You never know. Why not throw 10 bucks on it and see what happens and fucking quadruple your money? That'd be fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah, who knows? Me as well. Uh, James Devlin is up next for a touchdown. Yes or no? Yes is plus 550. No is at minus 1100. I don't see James Devlin scoring no, a touchdown. I mean, there's, a lot of, there's, a, there's a lot of bets up and down this lineup, and I'd, I'd probably skip this one. Yeah, uh, the next one is, is Robert Woods. He's at yes for minus 120, no for minus 120. That means it's even odds. They think he's definitely going to score. I, I, I would lean with yes on this. Either one of these is not going to win you anything. Um, same with uh, the next one, Brandon Cooks, minus 120 at yes and no. Yes, I, uh, Brandon Cooks, I think, will score as well, but you're not going to really win any money on this. This isn't a fun bet to me. Uh, coming up next is Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds is a plus 200 for yes. This I'm betting. I think Josh Reynolds will score in this game, so I'm going to take Josh Reynolds. Yeah, you may as well. Uh, you know, you got to think um, just the way that Belichick runs his defensive schemes. He likes to pick off players. He likes to say, hey, you know what? This guy and this guy, they're not going to hurt me today. I don't know if he can do that with Todd Gurley, and I don't know if he can do it with C.J. Anderson, with the people, the personnel that the Patriots have on the field. But he can go out and stop a guy like Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. He can decide, hey, we're going to back our linebackers up a little bit. We're going to jam these guys up at the line, and we're going to keep them from making big plays. But he can't do that and stop Josh Reynolds. I, I agree. I agree. And I think, I think for that reason, Josh Reynolds will score in this game. And uh, that's my sleeper for the MVP, I think. I, I think I think I think it's not like, a bad pick. Eh, I, I think as far as gambling goes, if you're looking for a you know a long shot, if you will, kind of like the Kentucky Derby, Josh Josh uh, Reynolds is one of those guys where you could be like, all right, cool. Or the first touchdown. The first touchdown is also a great bet for him. Why not? Uh, Gerald yeah, sure. Everett, the tight end for the for the Rams, plus three hundred for yes, minus five hundred for no. I, look, this is one where it's at plus 300. He's the tight end for the Rams. He's had a pretty goddamn good year. I could see him scoring a touchdown. Why not? I, I, I'll, yeah. th- I'll throw a little bit of money on this at plus yeah, 300. Yeah, 10 bucks there. Yeah. 10 20 bucks will get you a nice little fucking nice little payday there. Nice little. <laughs> so why not? Uh, Tyler Higby. Yeah, a little peak seat. Tyler Higby, plus 500, minus 1,000. 
I, I, gut says no on this one. Um, again, though, it's plus 500. So if you're betting low, which, look, a lot of these prop bets, that's the fun of it, man, is betting low and then seeing if you can win real high. This is one that you throw 10 bucks on and be like, all right, great. It's basically you can go out there and you can go out there and mix and match your own parlay here. This this is what prop bets all about. You can go out there and find. I'm gonna. You you can say, you know what? I've got you know a hundred bucks, thousand bucks, whatever the fucking case is, and I'm gonna go split it up amongst these X amount of fucking bets, and I'm gonna pick the most likely bets that I can make the most money on. So it's two. There's two factors. One is if it's something you think is generally likely to happen. And the other one is, am I maximizing my fucking return on this particular bet? Go out there and find these weird bets, guys. It'll make the game. Like, if you don't care about the Rams or Patriots, this is how you make the game exciting for yourself. Go on to mybookie.com. Make your fucking uh, deposit. Get it doubled. So if you got 100 bucks, turn it into 200 And then go out there and spend 200 bucks. Betting on these weird long shots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, 10 and bucks at least a piece enjoy on 20 different bets. Exactly. And, and and that's, look, that's what we're doing. We're not going heavy on any of these, on, no, you know, of course on not. the game itself or anything else. Like, we're, we're betting s- small increments on all of these fucking things just to make it more fun when we're there. Because it's like, all right, great. This is the last game of the year. I'll probably bet heavy on the Patriots and the over. And then the rest of these, it's all going to be small bets to see if I can, you know, quadruple or or eight tuple my money whatever the fuck it is octomom my money uh like the next one this is uh Kadero hodge at plus 600 I, no it's probably no that he's scoring a touchdown on this it's plus 600 i'll throw ten dollars on it why not you never know you never know yeah why not ten what's bucks, ten, ten bucks? bucks ten bucks will get you 60 on this fucking guy so what's the harm in that? You know what I'm saying? Now, uh, yeah now we're getting into the weird bets oh i love these these are my faves dude First touchdown scorer according to jersey number. Jersey number. 1 through 13 is plus 200. 14 through 20, jersey number. That's the number on the back of your jersey for both teams. Is plus 350. 21 through 30 is plus 300. 31 through 79 is plus 1,000. 80 to 99 is plus 300. Now, let's let's break down what these numbers are for you at home because you, you might be sitting at home and going, yo, what the fuck do these jersey numbers mean? 1 through 13 is typically quarterbacks and wide receivers, right? Uh, four, 14 through 20. You're kind of in the same realm of like, all right, th- these are running backs. These are wide receivers. That's fine. 21 through 30, now you're starting to play for keeps where you're like, all right, there might be a, a cornerback in there. Might be a pick six. Might be one of those guys. That might be sexy. It could be a James White at number 28. You know what I'm saying? Like, James White is sexy. The real money, though, is 31 through 79. That is plus 1,000. So that means if you bet 100 bucks, you win 1,000 on this. Yeah, 30, but in, in those, you're, you're looking at a special teams guy or a defensive player picking the ball up off a fumble and running it in. Yeah, or like a, 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 a defensive a end or six. a fumble in yeah. the end zone, that type of shit. Uh, 80 through 99, you know, you're looking at some uh, mostly wide receivers and, and a couple weird position players, maybe punters at that point. Um, I, what, what, again, in a case like this, I look at this plus 1,000 because that's, that's the bet here. And I throw money on that because, I, look, could it be a pick six or a fumble? 
Sure, why not? So why not throw a little bit of money on that and try to go times 10? Because let's be honest, we really don't know. We don't know. And you could say, all right, cool. TB12, look, that's in the 1 through 13 range. It could be Tom Brady at plus 200. And and that's a decent payoff as well. But that plus 1,000, that's where you can make some real dreams happen for just a little yeah. bit of money. And that's what daddy's yeah, going to sure. do. But I think uh, I got to be honest. Uh, mine are plus two hundred for one through thirteen, and then uh, and then uh, the three hundred for twenty one. I I, I got to take some umbrage with that one because so Sony Michelle's twenty six, Todd Gurley's thirty eight, yeah, and James James White's twenty. Or they, I'm sorry, Todd Gurley's thirty and James White's twenty eight. That twenty-one to thirty, right there, to me, is the most likely place where a first touchdown is going to get scored. I think so in this game. I, I think so. Uh, I again, I'm for- surprised to see it above the fucking one through thirteen. I, I guess if you're, I mean, the scorer is the like it wouldn't be Brady, right? Unless he runs the ball in. Like, how are they? Who's the scorer here? If Brady throws Edelman, Edelman's the fucking scorer, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so, so what's the one through thirteen? I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, I, look, it, it, it is what it is. So, I, I, I again, I'm me personally. I'm going to go with a defensive player on this because it's, it's plus one thousand, and fuck it. Yeah, like, may as well, right? Bulls on parade. I'm, I'm doing that. But, but I think you're right. If you're betting this as a as a real gambler to win, you know, try to win to, to have the best odds of winning. Your numbers are correct. So, if you're out there. And you want to take a long shot, take mine. If you want to take what's really going to happen, take Dan's. For real. That, that's, that's probably what's really going to happen. Uh, now we're going to get into the defensive prop bets. And these get really fucking interesting. Uh, Van Noy. Tackles and assists. Is, uh, is five and a half, man. So, I, look, it's minus 135 for, for, for over five and a half. It's minus, or it's plus 105 for over. I for under it, I, I, look, I'll say the over on this. I think he'll easily surpass that. Uh, that I got to find where you are. There's so many prop bets that I can't find. All Crazy, right? Go to go, click on the prop bets above the original line on New England. Okay. Yeah, and so it's, as, it's uh, Super Bowl defensive props, right? Correct, correct. And these, so these are where it gets Noy. fun because now you can root for individual players just to tackle people. That's it. This is ridiculous. To me. I know, and that's what the Super Bowl is. That's why I love all of this stupid shit. Is because then you start rooting for every single play in the game. No other sites, you know, unless you're in Vegas, can, can you do this? And and my bookie is doing it. I love shit like this. I, yes, Van Noy. I'm going to take Van Noy. He easily beats this five and a half. I'm good with that. Uh, the next the next player is uh, Patrick Chung. Oh, dude, everybody Wang Chung tonight. Minus one and a half for five and a half uh, tackles and assists. Under five and a half minus one of five. Look, they're both they're both at minuses in this. I think Patrick Chung will easily surpass that. Uh, the next one, yeah, up I mean, is- you got that's so. If you're looking at these linebackers for the uh, for either team, actually, because of how the uh, because of how the Patriots like to run the ball and how the Rams like to run the ball and how they use their running backs as uh, slot and secondary receivers. You got to fucking assume. You have to assume that these linebackers are going to make a lot of tackles. Yeah. Oh yeah. E- that's, easily. That's the data to back that up. In my, you know, I'm the data guy. So that's the data for me to back that up. You, these linebackers are going to make a lot of tackles. Exactly. Uh, next up, we got Devin McCourty here at uh, five tackles and assists is the over under. 
I think he's going to do that. This is minus 125 for the over, minus 105 for the under. Not great odds. This wouldn't be one of the ones that I, you know, I go hard on for sure, just because it's, it's not great odds, and chances are that he, he is going to do this. Uh, Littleton, though, dude, is it is it eight? Eight tackles and assists is his over-under. He's at minus 105 and minus 125 for the under. I could see Ugh. it ended up being right around eight for that one. Again, you're not going to win a ton of money off of this, so I, uh, probably avoid these ones. Uh, Johnson's the next one's up. Tackle and assist, seven and a half over under, seven and a half. Even odds on this. Uh, stay away from it. It's, it's minus 115 either way. You can't get paid on this. Uh, Joiner, uh, is it tackles and assists, uh, five and a half, and then the under is five and a half. Same thing, minus 115. Not a lot of money on this. Avoid it. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely move on after that. Uh, overall, though, man, uh, the one that's missing that they don't have on here, which which I like as I'm scrolling through this, is the I always bet on the uh, I like to bet on the over under for the national anthem. So, is it not on here? Since it is not on here, um, actually. I'm not sure here. I, we, we might get to it, but before we do, in case we don't, I'm going to tell you my reason before we get to it. So that way, in case it is on here, it's going to sound crazy. And please don't think I'm racist because I'm not. Um, anytime, it is in this, anytime it is a black performer, they go over because white people are nervous. White people rush through the national anthem. And therefore, if, if it's like 220, they're going to do it at like 210. They're nervous. They just want to get the fuck out of there. Black people are the, are the best singers. They tend to enjoy themselves and really take their time with the fucking national anthem. It's Gladys Knight who's doing it, by the way. So Okay, yeah, she's going to take her time. She's going to take her time. This is probably her last big moment of her career. I think she takes her time, belts the shit out of this, sings the fuck out of it, and I'd take the over if you were going to take it. Uh, the last time I yeah. did it, when I was at the uh, three or four years ago, we went hard on it, and uh, they went over by any any black performer is going to really take their time on it and enjoy themselves. White people are too nervous to do this shit, man. I'm telling you. Uh, so Gladys Knight, I'm going to the over on. I don't know if that's available on here, but uh, it usually is available in Vegas, and we we always bet it uh, accordingly. Yeah, I feel I feel like I saw one of the promotions uh, leading up to this for all of their prop bets was one of them was going to be the length of the national anthem. So I'll be surprised if we don't see it on here. Yeah, if we don't get to it here, there's so many though that we're going through. Next up is first quarter New England Patriots over under ten and a half. Who? Look, it's a half a point per quarter. Those are tough to call, man. Uh, t- ten and a half points for the over/under in the first quarter. That's two. Look, two touchdowns, and you win that fucking thing. What do you think? There's going to be yeah, two but, touchdowns in this in this game uh, in the first quarter. No, I think I, I, w- I think there's going to be ten points in the first quarter. I think that it's going to be seven uh, three in the first quarter, and then there's going to be another touchdown and a field goal by the Patriots, seventeen seven by halftime. That's what I think. Okay. Well, that'll put you in line then to win this first quarter bet. So uh, you're looking at uh, 10 and a half. That means they're only a half a point over. Half point Holloway. Don't go against him in this shit. Second- you don't want to do that. I'm telling you guys. You know how many times I half pointed Rossi? <laughs> bit, fucking bitch ass this year. Jesus Christ. It was fucking brutal, man. I it's almost crazy. felt bad about it, but then I realized I haven't felt anything in years. No, no. I've killed hundreds of people. And uh, I hope Ray uh, Lewis comes on the show. Uh, <laughs> oh. so, yeah, it's a possibility. 
Ray, not Ray Lewis, uh, the second quarter for the Patriots over (laughs) under is 17. Now that spiked dramatically. Is it because the nerves have shook off by then? Is that, is that what they're trying to say here? Each quarter, Um, by the way, is an over under of a half a point. So if you're wondering why I'm not reading like which quarter for, for over under the Rams, it's a half a point through this entire game per quarter. Choose wisely on that. You're not going to win a lot of money on that bet. It's minus 105 and minus 125 for all this shit. But these over-unders per quarter, 17 points for the second quarter. Man, that's, yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm seems going. Seems like a lot uh, of points, right? I'm going under for both on second quarter because I think the chances are better that New England will hold onto the ball and try to keep the Rams off the field. And I don't think the Rams will score more than 17 against the Patriots. Okay. Well, here's where I'm going over is the third quarter. The third quarter, man, is where the Chiefs erupted last time. And I think the Rams will erupt this time as well once they, they can figure out Belichick's schemes here. It's 10.5 for the over-under in the third quarter. I think, I think 14 points will be scored in this. I could see it. I mean, so you know, you, you, ne- you never know. It, we, we have these presumptions because of the way Belichick's been handling the playoffs so far, but that piece of shit's going to come out with his cutoff sleeve hoodie and throw in a dome stadium. In the, in the, and, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's going to come out with 35 points in the first half and make me look like an asshole. For I know he, he could ruin all of us. That fucking, that, that rock hard dick of his, um, yeah, he doesn't I, I, care. I don't even know what that means, by the way. I've never seen his dick. Uh, fourth quarter over under 14 and a half Patriots and Rams. I, I could see 17 points being scored in the fourth quarter. I, I think this will be a try. I, I think this game will will be similar to the last game. I think it'll be a track meet in the second half. I think the first half will be a little pedestrian. You're looking at, uh, let's see. The, the fourth quarter here. Yeah. 14 and a half yeah. is the over under for the fourth quarter. I, yeah. I, 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 I think I 17 over. points. Yeah. I think 17 points to be scored. I'm good with this. I, I think, yeah, I think both of these teams are going over. I, I think, I think we're looking, I mean, what, what was the last game? Uh, Shit. For the Patriots. It was 14 it was, uh, to what? Zero four, at 24 half-time? to four. Yeah, but it was the four. So seven, the Patriots scored seven, seven, three, and then 14 in the fourth. Casey scored zero and zero, and then seven and twenty-four. It was twenty-four to fourteen in the fourth quarter. That's where these teams get their fucking business. Which done. was a record. Thirty-eight points scored in the fourth quarter was a record in a playoff yeah. game. So yeah, I doubt you'll see that again. But you're gonna see you're gonna see fourteen to seventeen points from each team in that fourth quarter because that's how these teams they're gonna try to slow it down at first. They're gonna try to keep the other team off the field, and then they're gonna come out and run their fucking two-minute offense at the end of the game because they have to. Yeah. So I, look, I, I'm with that. Uh, I'm, I'm with the third and fourth quarters. Uh, the first half is a little rough for me. Uh, I think it'll be low, lower scoring, and uh, and I'm fine with the under on that. But the second half, I think, might be a track meet. Uh, now we're getting we're getting real weird. Player to score a touchdown: Patriots versus Rams. Player must play for action. Multi winners possible here. So, uh, player to score a touchdown: Patriots versus Rams. Sony Michelle, and this is overall. So this is for the game. Do you think Sony Michelle will score the first touchdown of the game? Um, I think that's very unlikely. I th- I feel like that's what James I think White too. And it's a, I th- it's I think, a minus one ninety. I'm I'm with Edelman or White. 
to score the first one. Yeah, so in line of the odds here, the next one up is uh, Julian Edelman at minus 125, James White, uh, Rob Gronkowski, and uh, man, I mean, just going down this road here, hey, look, if you're taking if you're taking one of these, actually, the, the fucking Patriots special teams is only at plus 350. That's kind of crazy to me. The highest prop bet I see on here is plus 750 for Brady. Scoring a rushing touchdown first. Um, overall. Yeah. This is, by the way, over all the entire game. Uh, or this, uh, the, look, the, the biggest long shot is Cardero Hodge at plus 1,200. <laughs> or, look, no touchdowns for either team in the first half. Is there a no, world well, where you can actually see that happen, Dan? No, that's not going to happen. I think Merrill Hodge has a better chance than Daryl Hodge, to be honest. Or Cadero <laughs> Hodge. Um, He's going to come out of retirement and throw a fucking a, a duck downfield like he was wont to do. Great guy, though. Super great guy. Don't dislike Soup's him at all. great guy. I think, <laughs> look, I think if you're looking for a long shot that, that would actually pay off, maybe go Tom Brady, a rushing touchdown from the, you know, the one foot line, and he just leans it in and then spikes it like, like an yep. asshole like he does um, in a lot of these. But... Uh, yeah, man, I like you start to get real weird towards the end of these prop bets where you're like, man, I am just going down a rabbit hole here. Um, I'm still looking for that. I, I, the, the, I don't see the national anthem yet, Dan, and that hurts my soul. You know, uh, I love yeah. betting on the national anthem. You know, it's you know, this maybe about we me. should just I do. This is like when we started talking about the prop bets are going to be the as soon as the AFC championship game was over what, two weeks ago, I guess now, or a week and a half ago, you started talking about, I can't wait for these prop bets. My, my favorite is, is the, the national, national anthem, anthem because yeah. it, it all depends on who the singer is. And <laughs> you broke it because you're uh, super racist. You broke it down by racial lines. I'm not um, racist. I'm, I'm saying this. <laughs> white people get nervous in, in big game situations like this. If you look at all time, the two greatest performances in Super Bowl history, in my opinion, my humble opinion, um, are Whitney Houston for the national anthem? Oh yeah, that was the, great. The best, best halftime performance. Prince, Wh- Bo- Whitney, Bo- both of them black. You say, yeah. Well, I mean, Whitney Houston was one of those. I feel like there's a lot of uh, the old school uh, uh, talent like her from you know that that generation that could add their personal flair to the anthem without getting all wild. Do you remember Fergie? Oh, at God. the fucking was, was that the NBA Finals or was that the was that the All Star Game? I remember that, that, that was, was the All Star Game. That's a classic example, though, and that's the thing, man. So you take Fergie. That's a great example. On the surface, yeah. she looks white, but she's pretending to be black. Therefore, she went way over on that national anthem. Oh yeah, it was the, that is her and Roseanne Barr are the two worst that and Roseanne Barr was trying to fuck Carl it up. Lewis. She actually. So we got Carl Lewis, Roseanne Oh, Barr, yeah, I forgot about Carl Lewis. Yeah. Oh, man. Why was he? He's not a singer, man. Well, I not know. that Roseanne is, but fuck. Uh, no, Whitney Houston was great, though. Hers was, I mean, she's obviously one of the best female vocalists of all time. Um, this, despite her fucking crazy-ass personal life, she is an amazing, was an amazing singer. Um, Roseanne is an asshole. Uh and Carl Lewis was, uh, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking, but to go back to what we're talking about here, um, I, found I feel it. like... I found it. I still don't see it. Where is it? 
I found it. Uh, this is a great one. Um, by the way, do you, do you disagree with me that Prince and uh, and Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston was the best national anthem of all time? Um, you know what? I don't remember the best. I remember the worst. I remember JT pulling off. <laughs> J- Jared's yeah. great. He, he he sings the national anthem. No, like no, 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 no. J- JT Justin Timberlake pulling off. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, fucking. Yeah. Uh, what's her nuts uh, pulling her titty out? It's um, great. I love a big nipple the, like that on Janet Jackson. The ward, the wardrobe malfunction. I think Janet Jackson was hot. To be same, honest, but same. Uh, so I was super happy about that. What I the, some of, some of the performances over the years though have really bugged me. Like, what was that year when like it was Aerosmith and Britney Spears and NSYNC or some shit? There was like yeah. some weird combination of nonsense. Uh, like, no, Bullshit. Why, why not? Yeah, why not bring out Aerosmith and run DMC again? That would have been interesting. Yeah, I, I if look, we're, we are going to see Aerosmith actually on Friday night, but uh, for for a very brief period of time. Uh, he's well, what we're gonna what we're actually going to do is see Post Malone, and then we're going to go <laughs> watch the go first song of Aerosmith, and then, and then leave. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we'll hear Aerosmith as we're in the parking lot probably because. <laughs> That's how you should hear. You should only hear Aerosmith in a parking lot at this point. You're yeah, I'm, I'm good on Aerosmith uh, at this point in my life. But uh, yeah, Prince is my favorite uh, halftime performer. Whitney Houston's the greatest uh, national anthem singer. The, the only people that I could give her a run for money these days, maybe uh, Christina Aguilera, um, Adele, uh, Beyonce already did halftime. A lot of people said she, she had one of the greatest halftime shows of all time. I, I'd put her I in, liked the, in Beyonce's. the top five. I feel I'd, like- I'd put her in the top five, but... Prince in the yeah. rain, especially because it was in Miami and it started raining in Miami yeah. and he played Purple Rain and then he held the guitar yeah. up like it was his dick against that sheet. It was just amazing. Uh, it was a once in a lifetime thing. I mean, what are the chances that it's raining in Miami during Purple Rain? Uh, yeah. But now now we're getting to the exciting part, D'Anthony, of the national anthem. Here's where I really get wet. My whistle. Uh, over five and a half seconds, minus 120. Under five and a half seconds, minus 120 for the national anthem it's it's over five and a half seconds at what time measure like 90 seconds like what i don't the, understand the, the 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 last fucking word i think let's see here oh, uh length, uh, here it is length of time from music starts oh to first notes sung ah we're really getting deep on this shit jesus wow. christ that's are you is this on my bookie it is on my bookie yeah yeah. Where is it? I don't see it anywhere. Uh, I'm, I'm getting deep here in my bookie. I'm getting real deep tonight. We've had a lot to drink, and I really want to analyze this. Uh, the length of time from music starting to first note sung five and a half seconds. I mean, it's only one measure. It's da 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 and then you go into the music. It's one measure. So it should be. Uh, it should be the It under. should be four seconds. It should be the under. It should be four seconds. Yeah. But I, don't, I mean... Oh, this is a great one. Length of time of the word brave. Over four and a half seconds. Under four and a half seconds. I got to go. Uh, I got to go under on brave. I would go over on free, though. Man, let's see. Brave. I'm, you know what? You, you know what you assholes should do? You guys should go out there. Let's. Somebody make a post in Drinker Bro Sports. So go find go find her singing the national anthem somewhere and analyze these words and find out for us where we should Ooh. bet. 
if you can come back to me with a with a breakdown of how the song went when she's done it before and what the fucking length of these things were, I will make that bet on your behalf and I'll fucking share the winnings with you. How about that? I'm going to say under four and a half seconds on the word brave here. Um, oh, yeah. I go me. under on that all day. Uh, will sure, Gladys yeah. Knight forget a word? Plus 400 for yes, minus 700 for no. I'm actually going to say yes on this and take that plus 400 she, that she forgets a word. Does that count that she misspeaks a word? Yes, it should. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think that's pretty likely. Yeah. Uh, will Gladys Knight be, what will she be wearing for the national anthem? Skirt or dress is minus 160. Pants, shorts, legging at plus 120. She's oh an older goodness. broad. I'm going to say, I'm going to take that plus 120 and say pants, shorts, leggings on that one. Um, hang on. I'm actually just going to Google Gladys Knight right quick and look Oof. at images. She she wears a lot of pants and a lot of fucking a lot of fucking. She doesn't wear skirts much, but she no. wears a lot of dresses. So I'm going to I'm going to take I'm, that plus 120. That's a nice bet there. I'm 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 going dress. I say dress. Uh oh, are you really? Yeah. Minus oh, 160. Yeah. Oh, fuck off, dude. I'm going to I'm going to say some type of pants, shorts or leggings. Not shorts, but pants or leggings for me. If she wears shorts, congratulations. You can take all my money. If she rolls what out there in a shows- pair of silkies, some Lincoln's boxy <laughs> silkies. What, what about jean shorts? <laughs> <laughs> some jorts. She rolls out there in a pair yeah. of shorts. Looking like Tobias Funke. Funke. How, how great would that be? Uh, uh, what, he's, a what, nev- he's a never nude, you know. Yeah, he always he's, he's always been a never nude. Uh, what yeah. will Gladys Knight use to sing? A microphone or a headset? So minus 1,200 for a microphone. Plus 700 for a headset. I can promise you this. I, this is the easiest bet in, in all of these. She's going to be singing with a microphone. Yeah. yeah Gladys I'm, Knight I'm looking is not at using a, a headset thousand, at her age. No way. I'm looking at literally her entire Google image search catalog and every single one where she's holding any or she's singing at all. It's a fucking microphone. I don't see a single headset here. No, ever. me neither. And, me neither. and like dec- there's decades worth of pictures here and there's no headsets ever. So that's a that's actually a good one to throw some real money down on. Yeah, will Gladys Knight be joined by a pianist uh, besides dance? <laughs> Nailed it. Um, it. Yes, at minus one eighty. No, at plus one forty. Uh, I, I I say yes. She's gonna be. There's gonna be. Here's the thing. It's either gonna be a live pianist or. Piano playing over. So this is a, this is actually a tough one to call. I don't know this one. I would say yes with my gut, but you know it could be also a recording. Like I, I don't see them dragging a piano out on the field. So it's well, a, it's a it's, tough one. so yeah, there's probably not going to be a piano on the field. They may use the stadium sound system to play uh, like an, a piano out of out of that. But uh, <laughs> you know what? What's interesting is that. Um, they are in a dome, so the weather's not going to be a concern there. They, they, I don't know. I, I've been to Dodgers games, and you, I'm sure you've been to plenty too, where they yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. put that, they put that stage out in center field yeah, all the time yeah, before the I, games, and just play like a full half concert or whatever the fuck. It, so maybe, look, it, it is entirely plausible. Case I'll say this: Yeah, I haven't been to a couple of these Super Bowls. They, there's about there's a good 15 to 20 minutes between the national anthem and when the game actually starts. So that, yes, they could wheel that piano off the field pretty fucking easy if they wanted to. I don't think I'm taking this. This next bet is my favorite of all of the Super Bowl, by the way. 
all of the entire Super Bowl. This is my favorite bet that I love more than anything. Will any scoring drive take less time than the national anthem? So yes, at minus one ten. No yes, for minus one twenty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, because look, I'll, there, I'll put. I'll put. There it will this absolutely way. be. I would say both teams probably have a scoring drive that's three minutes or less in the fourth quarter. Well, look, I, I just having bet on the national anthem a few years um, in Vegas. This it, it, they usually put the over under like two twenty two twenty five. So that's two minutes and twenty seconds or two minutes and twenty five seconds somewhere in there. Yes, there will be a score. One of these teams is going to score faster than 220 on on one of these. I can promise you that. So I'm going with a hard yes on that one. That's my that's my favorite bet out of, out of all these fucking things. Yeah, um, I love that one. Now we're getting weird, dude. Uh, real weird. Uh, and the, oh, by the way, the wager cutoff for this is at 1 p.m. And that's for for all of these anthem ones. That's in case somebody leaks a rehearsal or something uh, for, for yep. the non Hollywood folk out there. Uh, this Gladys Knight. What what is going to be the most predominant color of her outfit? Black, white, red, purple, gold, orange, green, purple. yellow. Purple. Any other color? I'm, you think look, purple? Look, that's a plus eight hundred. You win a lot of money. I'm, I'm looking at her fucking uh, her Google image search history, and I see from several different performances. Uh, it's either black, white. Or purple. It's one of those. And right. purple is probably the one. I, I'm guessing. I don't I don't see it right now, but I'm guessing purple is the highest on that list. So why it's not a, bet it's that a, one? It's a plus 800. It's one of them. Um, orange and green are plus 1,000. So I'm yeah. seeing a lot of purple. Why would it be orange and green? Um, I am. I, I don't know why that that's just the highest odds. So they're probably, they're, they're probably guessing she's not going to wear that. I'm fine with going purple with that with plus 800. You know, you put 10 yeah. bucks down, you win 80. Congratulations. Here's where the real money is made. This separates the men from the boys here. National anthem length from start of the first word until the end of the word brave. How long will it take to sing the national anthem? This is the shortest one I've seen ever. It's a minute. The over under is a minute and 43 seconds. D'Anthony, you know. You know I'm going over on this. Oh, and Vegas is going at minus 170. Motherfucker. They're on to me, dude. They're on to my race Look. fucking <laughs> national anthem bets, dude. I, I just Googled it, and the formal rendition of the national anthem takes approximately 52 seconds. Short. So you're going to take about 20. Then, then, then there is uh, another ver- There's a, a standard version that's usually done in public. That is between, you know, ten and twenty seconds longer because of the opening and closing. So you're looking at about a minute to a minute and ten seconds, give or take, and that's without any additional bullshit. Now, what are the chances that Gladys Knight is going to add some additional bullshit? I would say very, very high. Very, very high. I'm I'm putting as, many dollars on this, Dan. I'm going the over on this one. I got to tell you, going for fucking over, sure, uh, dude. Yeah, for sure. I, I like the. As a ma- I'm pretty confident about that. Over, as a matter of fact, that's a, uh, I again. The national anthem is my. It's my. That's my favorite bet. You know that about me. Yeah, um, it's uh, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, I fucking love it, bro. I mean, it's great. <laughs> the next prop bet is Tom Brady passing yards over under three fourteen and a half. 
Whew. Oh, man. I'm going over on that one. Same, man. Actually, look, if Brady's going to win this thing, he's going to have to have a fuck ton of yards. I, I'm, with, I'm with you on that. Tom yep. Brady completions over under 27 and a half. I think he goes Ooh. 28 for 38. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take the over. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I think to beat this Rams team for high powered as they are, he's going to have to throw more than 27 and a half or complete more than 27 and a half passes. I'm going to take that. I agree with that. Here's where it gets interesting. Passing attempts, 39 and a half. Do you see Brady throwing over under 39 and a half passing attempts this game? I said 28 I, of 30 without even looking at this, of 38, looking at this stat. Um, man, 39 and a half, that's a lot of fucking balls. Yeah, I mean, with 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 so many Michelle back there and knowing that they're probably going to want to keep the Rams offense off the field, I got to go under on that one. However, look, he did throw 15 to James White last game, so I, <laughs> yeah, no shit, I'm still right? going to take the under on that. Uh, Tom Brady touchdown passes over under two and a half. Um, I'm going. I think uh, Brady throws three to four touchdowns. Yeah, I get three on this one as well. I'm going to take the over. Uh, Brady interceptions. Uh, ooh, it's a it's a half. A half is the over under. I think he throws a pick. Yeah, I think he throws a pick. One pick. I'm I good think. With that. Uh, I think uh, a D lineman gets in his grill a little bit. Ball gets tipped, and he gets picked off at least once. I mean, you gotta you gotta account for at least one of those. Yeah, this next one's really hilarious. Tom Brady rushing yards two and a half for the game. <laughs> that to me is not even worth betting on. <laughs> the over is plus a hundred, so that means they think he's going to rush for more than two and a half yards. Oof. I don't know, man. Uh, next up is uh, Jared Goff. Passing yards over under 285 and a half. That's a good – that's actually a better question than – It is, isn't it? The, the one for Brady because really Goff tough. doesn't necessarily – with C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley, he doesn't necessarily have to throw for 300 yards to win a game. No, he doesn't. And, uh, you know, they're both at 115, so they don't know either way what's going to happen. I'm going to go the over and say around 288 to 295. I don't think he goes gangbusters and throws for 400 or anything. Well, I mean, if you if you look at his last couple of games uh, against the Saints, 297 against Dallas, first round of the playoffs um, or the the divisional round, 186, and then uh, 199, 216. He hasn't had 300 yard games since Philly. Uh, on the 16th of December. So I, I I think I might even go under on this one because they don't rely on him to put up big passing yards to win games. They don't. Um, I'm, I'm saying, though, to keep up with this pace and to come back, assuming they're down, he's going to have to throw the ball. So if you're saying 17-7 at halftime and they're down, I think they're going to have to throw the ball in the second half, and that's where this could happen. Uh, Jared Goff completions over under 24 and a half. I'm going to say 24 and a half. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go under. Uh, so uh, against the Saints, 25 for 40, but uh, the three games before that, 15, 15, and 19. So I'm going to go under. Ooh. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go under as well. Uh, Jared Goff pass attempts, 37 and a half is the over under. Uh, man, I mean, you know, if they get behind, who knows, right? right. If they're behind early, then they're going to have to do that. So. 
Uh, it depends on what you think is going to come down the pipe. If you think, like I think, that the score is going to be 17-7 going into the second half, uh, Goff's going to have to throw the ball more. I, I think the, the Patriots are going to have to, or probably going to stuff the box and try to stop Gurley and Anderson and, and make Jared Goff beat them. I'm going to say over on this, and I feel, I feel pretty good about it. Uh, Jared Goff touchdown passes, two is the over-under. I, I actually think this is going to be even at two. I think he throws two. I would be more surprised if he threw one than if he threw three. Same. So uh, that that would be the best judge of this uh, is is whether or not you think he'll throw a third or just one. And I, I I'm with you. I lean towards he would probably throw three. Look, it'll push it two. You get your money back. So who cares? Uh, next one up is uh, interceptions. Is at a half for Jared Goff. I think he throws a pick. You? You know, it's funny. He doesn't turn the ball over very much. In the last five weeks, he's only got two picks, and that's against some serious defenses. That's against Philly and Dallas and it uh, is, New Orleans. But you're Played in the Super great. Bowl. Nerves are going to be high. This is this is this is rough stuff, my man. This is you do see that. You see that with young quarterbacks in yeah, their first. They get nervous. Big man. game, overthrowing the ball. You saw that in the first. Um, honestly. Even with Patrick Mahomes, who I thought was a guy that didn't get rattled, I don't think he was rattled in the first quarter, but he was definitely too excited. He was overthrowing the fuck out of the ball in the first quarter. Yeah, even he said, look, the Patriots threw some schemes at me that I hadn't seen before, and obviously yeah. made adjustments at halftime, and he lit it up. But, you know, I, yeah, for that reason, yeah, I, I say yes. Uh, Jared Goff, rushing yards, eight and a half. To me, that's not even worth betting on. That's just like, is he going to scramble for a few yards here and there? Like, what's the, I'm going to take uh, the over, Daddy. That's showbiz. That's fucking showbiz, and I'm taking it. Is anybody still listening at this point in the show? Over, under, yes, or no? I'm kidding. Um, this, is, this is so ridiculous. I can't believe we've done all of this. Um, <laughs> it is kind of ridiculous. It is, but fuck these people. You know, we don't do the show for you. We do it for us, guys, so fuck you. <laughs> is, 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 uh, is it more likely that he's going to throw a touchdown pass first or an interception first? Uh, this is for Goff? Yes. Um, man, I, I, I don't think... I would say touchdown. I, yeah, I would say touchdown first. I mean, it depends. He, he doesn't turn the ball over very much. Um, he also doesn't throw... I mean, so on the season... 32 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, right? That's that's a pretty good ratio. Um, he also doesn't turn the ball over early in the game very much. Um, definitely not uh, uh, by pick. He's, he's got a couple of fumbles this year too. But I, I don't think uh, – I, I, to me it seems more likely that he's going to throw an early touchdown than an early pick. Uh, the, the, the last one here is Tom Brady passing yards versus Jared Goff passing yards. Who has more? Uh, Jared Goff is at plus 130. So they're obviously thinking Tom Brady's going to have more passing yards than Jared Goff. Again, if you're betting small amounts on this, I, I would throw it towards Goff's way just to do it because you can win more money. And I, truthfully, I don't know. I don't know what happens in this game. I really don't. But it. it, it for the sake of the show, I really think Brady will probably have more passing yards. For gambling wise, I'd throw money on Goff just because it's you know better odds. 
but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it uh, again, it depends. So if if uh, Brady spends a whole first half trying to keep the uh, the Rams off the field, then you're going to see a whole different ball game than if he went balls out the whole game. I think he's definitely a better quarterback than Jared Goff. I don't think there's any question about that. Next um, up, yeah, I, I, same, same. So I, I think it's going to be the same. Uh, the next up is is the coin toss that you love. You love this one. You love this. This one. is this one. Why? What I don't love is when a team wins because of the goddamn coin toss. Wait, That's wait, what wait. We'll, we'll, me. we'll get to that. But first off, at the beginning of the game, will it be heads or tails? Uh, it's going to be tails. I'm going to say tails as well. It was heads at the AFC Championship uh, that we were. Tails at. never fails. Yeah, I'm going to go with tails. Um, now, are you going with the Patriots to win the coin toss or the Rams? Come on. It's the Patriots, brother. They always oh, win the coins. Oh, boy. They always win. I don't remember the exact quote you used, but you said the <laughs> the sun like the sun always smiles down on this asshole in reference to Brady. Oh, the, uh, the, the, sun, sh- the sun always shines down on his dick is what I said to you at the game. Yeah. And sure enough, it does. <laughs> sure enough, it does. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Patriots win the coin toss. This is the, here's where it gets interesting. Will the winner of the coin toss win the Super Bowl? Yes or no? So, I'm saying the Patriots win the coin toss. Therefore, that I'm also saying that the Patriots win the Super Bowl. So, I'm going to say yes on this. Um, yeah, I, I, I go with that. I think uh, I'm not a big believer in the uh, the mystical. Although I do think there's a lot of scientific explanation for weird shit that happens like quantum entanglement. We can get into that on a different episode when I'm actually on drugs and not just wine. Sure, um, sure, sure. But uh, no, I think there, there's something. And it's the reason that I that I won those bets with the Eagles earlier in, this, in the playoffs because I knew Nick Foles had some kind of fucking magical bullshit going on. No, the Patriots are going to win the toss. They're going to win the game. Okay. Uh, as far as believing in the mystical, I do. Watch yourself. Danger. Uh, big fan of mystical. He was in jail for about 12 years, but it seems like he's righted the ship. Uh, I'm kidding. He'll probably go back to prison. Next up, will the team or player call, who calls the coin toss, will he make the correct call or the wrong call? Wait, say that again. So the team or player that picks the coin toss, will he make the right call or the wrong call? I'm saying, um, it's, I'm who, saying it's the Rams, and I think they make the wrong call, and the Patriots win the coin toss. Okay, yeah, I'm good with that. That's, uh, that's what I'm going with there on that. I'm good, I'm good with that one, yeah. So you're welcome on all of that nonsense. Uh, now we're going to get to some really fascinating ones because everybody's been talking about the excitement of Tony Romo calling the game. They're fucking ants on this, right? Um, so now we got some prop bets on the color of Tony Romo's tie. Predominantly, do you think he goes blue? Blue is a plus 125, gray, black, pink, red, purple, brown, yellow, or any other color. I think Romo goes Cowboys Homer and he wears the fucking blue tie. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, though, uh, I, I've seen him um, on the show now this season. And by the way, he's <laughs> he was a good quarterback. People give him a lot of shit because he, you know, had some issues in the playoffs and whatnot. But he was a really good quarterback. He's 
maybe better at what he's doing now than it's he crazy. ever was. He's as the a best player. announcer I've ever heard, man. I, I, it's I, it's yeah. it's amazing. It's not just it's not just the accuracy. Like the the past couple of weeks, uh, calling the plays and being accurate and stuff like that. That's really cool and everything. But his like the depth of his understanding of the game is super entertaining for me. Same. It's one of the it, things that I really like. Like, uh, like it, it, if we're going my, favorite, my favorite announcers in the game, Gus Johnson is my yeah. favorite to call any form of game. Yeah, I just you, I love you always energy. say that. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. love Gus Johnson. Uh, yeah. But football wise, it, it, all your money should be on Tony Romo. That motherfucker yeah. is, is Miss Cleo. He can predict oh, the yeah. future and and read these defenses. I wouldn't be surprised if, if somebody doesn't give him a fucking coaching job soon. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Uh, you know, and my favorite uh, announcer is Steve Stone. Do you remember him? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. From the from the Cubs, right? He used to be a relief pitcher. And my one of my fucking greatest memories growing up as a child is turning on WGN for a fucking midsummer Cubs game and listening to this guy break down what uh, you know different pitchers in that era. So it was like uh, you know all the fucking great pitchers in the National League back then. Uh, we were you and I are Braves fans. We're talking Glab and Maddox Smoltz, sure. And how he called pitch for pitch, like Greg Maddox three games ago threw this pitch to this guy, like in three games against this team, which is like four fucking months ago. And now he's not going to show him that pitch again. He's going to throw an inside running fastball, and then fucking Sammy Sosa is going to hit a ground ball to second base for a double play, and then that shit happens in front of you. That shit to me, as a fucking crazy autistic person, is the most amazing thing that can happen in sports. Is an announcer that understands the game at the level that I'm watching the game, and then calling it out loud. Tony Romo's doing that right now, and it's super fucking crazy to me. Like yeah. I love that shit. It's a, it's a blast to watch. So uh, I'm all in on Romo, and I think I think he's going blue tie for the Cowboys. Uh, will the tie be one solid color? Is the next bet? Uh, yes, at one sixty. No, at, at minus two hundred. I think it is yes. I think he goes simple. I think he goes one solid color, and I'm putting my money on yes in this for for, for Romo's tie. I'm uh, looking at him and a bunch of different ties on Google Image Search, and I don't see any that are more than one color. They're almost all single color. Yeah, so that's a good bet. Like, it's plus one sixty. Yeah, there's a lot of black and gray ties. There's a couple of blue ones, but there's no like weird patterns or anything. A hundred wins you one sixty in this. I like it a lot. Will Tony Romo be clean shaven? Plus one fifty, yes. Minus two hundred, no. I say yes at plus one fifty. This is the Super Bowl, man. He's gonna be looking his best for this. You gotta go clean shave on this. You gotta go straightrazors.com on this ass. Yeah, I think uh we love straightrazors.com, by the way. Uh and I think that you're right. I think he's uh, auditioning for an NFL coaching job right now, and he wants to look as professional as he can. I think I, I think that a couple of guys are going to get fired in the next couple of months, even uh, after the the traditional black whatever the fuck day that black all the Monday. coaches get fired. Yeah. yeah, Black Monday. I think that Tony Romo has got a good shot at becoming a coach in the next one, like the next six to eighteen months in that time frame. I, I'd say I'd say a year. I don't know about in the next six months, but I like it. I like that bold call. Next up, we got the color of Jim Nance's tie. Red is plus 250. That's the favorite. Pink, purple, blue, gray, black, brown, yellow, going all the way down the list. I think it's red. I think Romo goes blue. I think Jim Nance goes red, and they make it kind of an America theme up in the booth. 
Um, what are the other options? Because Jim Nance wears a lot of fucking purple ties. I mean, I'm purple. I'm looking plus at five hundred. I, I I gotta tell you, brother. I'm seeing. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. This is the top twenty pictures. Six, sure. seven. Seven of them are purple. Seven of the top twenty. Eight of the top twenty are purple ties. Ah. Could well, be coincidence. It could be the way Google Image Search loads the fucking results. But there's a lot of purple ties up here. It could be because I was talking about Purple Rain, and your, and your phone is listening to you, and so is your computer, and they control our lives. Yeah, so. and the fucking CIA and all that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, will Jim Nance's tie be one solid color? Is the next one? Yes or no? No, will not. No. Whoa, whoa, nope. whoa! Back up the truck for real. I'm looking at all of his ties from. Purple to red to blue, yeah. none of them are a solid color. Really? That's an inside tip ties. right there. That's a nice Hey, one. guys, you know what? When you make this money and you take <laughs> your fucking your girlfriend or wife or fiance out to dinner using that money and you fucking fuck up and get her pregnant that night, I want you to give that kid my middle name. Yeah. When you take her to the Cheesecake Factory and then put a baby yeah. up inside of her, let her know. Make that, sure you do it on a ghost bed. Yeah. Let her know that it's because the, Dan figured out that Jim Nance never wears one solid colored tie. Um, by the way, no is at minus 300. So you guys know something I don't know on this one. Uh, and congratulations. I'm going to gas through the last of these here so we can get out of here. Color of Jay Feely's tie. Blue, pink, purple, gray, red. I'm going to say red. He was a Falcon for many years. The game's in Atlanta. He's on the field. It's plus 600. Might as well throw a little bit on that and assume that Jay Feely's going to show some respect for the Falcons. Uh, Tony Romo. What quarter? Will be his first correct play prediction. First, second, third, fourth. I'm saying first. This guy's been on fire all year. This is a no-brainer. Uh, lastly, because this is mybookie.com, D'Anthony, must make a reference to the game spread between Romo and Nance throughout the game. Of course they are. Everybody's fucking gambling these days. Gambling is now legal in all 50 states in America. You're goddamn right. They're going to mention the spread throughout this game. It's yes, plus 250. Bet it. And be on with your fucking day. Bet with us or against us on mybookie.com. Deposits 100 through 3,000 are automatically doubled. And just bet on all this weird shit with us, man. It's fun. This is, this is one of the last big events of the year. Uh, sporting season-wise, obviously that'll shift over into the fall when football strikes up again. But we also have March Madness coming up. And those are always really, really fucking fun to bet on. So we'll see you then. But in the meantime, enjoy the Super Bowl. Next up, we've got Benny Daniels, our bro. He was on the New Orleans episode. He runs one of the best ticketing agencies on the planet. So we get our Super Bowl tickets from. We get all our tickets from Benny. He's great. Um, you're going to get his name and number at the top of this. If you're going to the Super Bowl, you're going to any other big ticket events on the planet. Go through Benny. Hey, t- tell him Ross and Dan sent you. Here's Benny, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Benny Daniel, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well here in Atlanta. You know, just enjoying the Super Bowl atmosphere. Great place to be. It is, man. That's that's my hometown. I'm from I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Love Atlanta over here in Buckhead. Beautiful area. Gorgeous, gorgeous. 
you're the you're look you're the guy you're the fucking guy this is your super bowl uh, pun intended. This is it. This is what you live for all year round. You were on our New Orleans show and we were live in New Orleans and we said, look, we go to Benny for tickets. He's our fucking ticket guy. This guy will shoot you straight on everything across the board. Tell the audience uh, your site and your phone number because a lot of people have been hitting up the show for, for tickets for the Super Bowl and uh, I want to get you out there. All right. Tickets to all. That's tickets with a plural S. Physical number two, all, A-L-L. Our phone number is 214-396-3501. Awesome, awesome. And and to start off with, this is, it's Tuesday nights. So we're about five days away from, from the game right now. Uh, when, when the game was announced and we had chatted back in, what was it, October? That yeah, in New Orleans, yep. yeah, 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 in New Orleans, yep. uh, and you were on the show. We talked about a nightmare scenario for the Super Bowl, and it was one of the the Los Angeles teams, which ended up happening, and then mm-hmm. possibly the Patriots going back for what the ninth time in fifteen years. Exactly, yeah. That's it. Was one of the the bad scenarios that we talked about. Sure enough, it happens. It happens, and I told you the Saints would get fucked, which they did to an. A royally massive degree. And I, look, I still think that cloud is going to hang over this Super Bowl of, you know, much like the Dewey Cox story of like the wrong kid died. This, uh, this, this is what it feels like to me. The wrong team is in. Um, the Saints should be playing there. And it, look, that Breeze Brady storyline would have been a massive one. The two goats playing. Yeah, man, it, it would have been great. What, what, how, what would that have that. done for your tickets? Explain to the audience what that would have done for ticket prices for you. So, so tickets are kind of like the stock market, you know, it, um, the prices change, they go up and down. Uh, you, you look at stock market one day and it's going to be high and the next day it's going to be down. So that's the way tickets are. You know, I, when somebody calls me, I quote current market and I will give them my advice, whether to wait or not wait it, you know, that's going to be my honest opinion. I get it right most of the time, but not every time. Um, and right now the, uh, with these two teams in it, the stock is kind of down. We're taking less than we normally would on tickets. And obviously, you know, a guy like me, if you call me directly, you don't have sure. to pay all those crazy service fees online. And, and I'll save you literally thousands of dollars just by calling me directly. Yeah. And, and to, to that point, because, you know, obviously we knew you were coming on the show. I went through StubHub and, you know, all the way to the end, essentially until you have to pay. Because you see these prices on StubHub. Some of these tickets on StubHub were going for $2,200 apiece for upper level, right? And that was just like your cheapest ticket to get into the game. This was, I think, Thursday or Friday that I typed this in. Now, when mm-hmm. you get to the exit points of StubHub, that $2,200 a ticket isn't really $2,200 a ticket. They were tacking on $985 in fees Per ticket. That's per ticket for the Super Bowl. So by the time you're you're walking out of the store and you're pressing buy, you're looking at about $3,300 a ticket. What are the fees for on, on, on StubHub? What are they actually doing with that money? Stub, that's how StubHub and the, all the other websites in the world, they're all similar. That's how they make their money. The, the $2,200 is what the broker, me, for example, would have listed the tickets for. And then I get a percentage taken out of that. So they charge the seller five to ten percent so when the seller pays five to ten percent then they're going to charge the buyer the other fees the 900 and all that so that all those online fees go to StubHub, and then at the end of the day i walk away with like twenty one hundred dollars or something for my sale 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and and the, the other interesting uh, part of this and why, why I bring up the StubHub factor is this. And I'm, I'm actually going to read off her name because I, I found this creepy and weird at the same time. So, you know, I did this test before you came on to see what, what tickets were and what the final price was on something like StubHub. The following, I didn't buy the tickets, obviously. The following day, I get an email from, her name is Stephanie Bolger, and she works for StubHub. And it says, hey, Ross, we noticed that you were thinking about buying tickets. Um, you know, and they, they'd kind of gone through the same scenarios you did. The tickets can go up and down, but just know, I, and I got a follow-up email that says, just know by uh, next Wednesday, which is, which is tomorrow, um, these tickets, you know, something will be happening that, that they'll be going away and it'll decrease the availability of tickets after Wednesday. Why, why is that? Decreasing the availability. I'm trying to figure out what she meant by that myself. Uh, yeah, so it, says, so it says StubHub's possession by Tuesday, January 29th. Those listings will expire from our site, which therefore decreases availability even more of these tickets. Uh, I urge you to keep these factors in mind, but I do recommend you keep monitoring for the best deals and possibly buy your tickets before Tuesday. Otherwise, if you're a gambler, waiting until last minute can sometimes work too. Um, I, I find it, I, like, and this is a key account manager from StubHub who has sent me this. Um, I, fi- I, I found it weird and shocking. I've never gotten something like that before, and I didn't know if it was because ticket sales were in trouble at StubHub. Uh, I've never received anything like that from before. And I've, look, I've bought a lot of tickets from StubHub off the past. Is it because this Super Bowl is so different uh, as far as ticket sales go? Because you said last year on the show that that was a record for you, right? Yeah, last year was the the best year ever. I think I'm trying to decipher what she's meaning on that email. And uh, it was a very well-written email. And a lot of that stuff, I would say, I I do know that sales are down for everybody, including StubHub. Uh, they... It's, it's just the, the demand of the two teams wanting to go. So um, I can't give you the exact numbers, but if we just, for the sake of using round numbers, you know, they had XYZ amount of sales last year. Those are probably 20% down for this year. So they're just probably trying to stress people to come to the site and buy. But everything else she said was, was correct on, you know, if you want to gamble and wait last minute. Right. You know, uh, but it, as crazy as it sounds, actually the market's gone up. When you looked at the website, a few days ago, it was twenty two hundred. Well, it's three thousand today. Correct, uh, and that that's the price that you would see online, and then plus your fees on top of that. Right. So uh, uh, to put it in perspective, last week, you know, obviously the, the sports show was huge. Um, we get hit up by ticket brokers all the time. Last Thursday, we got a call three thousand or thirty two hundred dollars, um, no fees, thirty two hundred dollars for lower level end zone, um, and uh, twenty two hundred dollars for uppers. How, how much have tickets changed since Thursday? Because you said it's gone up. And I looked today before you came on the show, and you're correct. It is gone up. It has gone up on eBay, and it, and it has come up on StubHub. How much has it gone up, and why? Uh, there's a couple reasons why. It's gone up 500 to to 1000 a ticket, give or take. And um, I think the reason why is, again, it's always about supply and demand. The two teams that get in it, they, they, uh, they get their tickets – the players start selling their tickets. They get 15, 16 tickets in. Well, neither one of these teams have their tickets in hand right now. So those t- those tickets haven't come out to hit the market. Ah. 
so I believe that it's becoming it's it's a dry market right now. There's not a lot of seats out there like there normally is. You know, let's say for example, if the Saints got in, I kind of know how they operate. The Saints would have already had their tickets in hand. Those tickets would already be out on the market. Therefore, it kind of drives the price down a little bit. Gotcha. Uh, it's again supply and demand until they start eating up and people start buying, and then you know less inventory prices go up. I think there's not a lot of inventory out there right now, so probably maybe not the best time to buy at the moment. Right. You know, maybe Wednesday is when I'm thinking that, you know, we'll see some fluctuation in prices. Yeah. And, and, and to speak on that, by the way, so some of these listings on eBay had gone as far as to say, hey, these are Rams players tickets. We don't know where they are yet. And we're not going to know until Wednesday nights. So, you know, buy with confidence. Know that we've 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 uh, done this in the past. We have these seats, blah, blah, blah. Do the players get the the tickets on Wednesday? Is that why they're saying that? And then they go on sale Wednesday night? That's a million dollar question where, you know, uh, I've checked with all my inside sources with the, uh, with the Rams. Uh, We thought they were getting them in yesterday and now we're hearing sometime Thursday. Ah, okay. Gotcha. We we don't know. Uh, But see on Wednesday, there's other factors to play in this, that there a lot of teams get their tickets uh, via will call. And Wednesday is the day that will call pickup for the NFL starts. So here we are with another little uh, demand or not, I'm sorry, some, some tickets are going to be coming out for the market. It's not going to kill the market. It's just kind of, Hey, we have more, more options out there. And then you got a couple guys, you know, pricing five, $10 cheaper than the next guy. So on and so on. Then the price goes down a little bit. Right. That's why I know Wednesday, there will be more tickets to hit the market. If you are a buyer, Wednesday is probably a good day. Uh, and then again, like from, uh, from the stuff up email, if you're a gambling type person if you want to wait till last minute and see where it goes you, you never know it's a 50 50 shot if you want to wait to buy on sunday sure sure yeah because it, it is a late game on sunday you know uh, when i say late game typically later than you know your your standard 1 p.m fair it's a 6 30 kickoff obviously for a super bowl you want to get in if you are out there and you're going to a super bowl in your life get in a couple hours early because security is brutal at these things I mean, they really give you the old one, two, uh, all the way around. You're not going to be able to sneak a flask in that motherfucker. I'll tell you that. No, you're not. And there's, there's several security checkpoints to go through. Just not, not just one. There's several, several, several. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. Who would have been your dream matchup out of these playoffs? Cause last time we chatted, you know, obviously we, we, we thought we knew who was going into the playoffs. A lot of those teams ended up becoming true for the most part. I did not see Philadelphia getting in with big Dick Nick. Um, what what would what would the two best teams to get in have been in your mind from a ticket perspective? No question, Cowboys Kansas City. There's no questions. You you've got the uh, uh, the America's team, quote unquote, uh, money out there. So much money in Dallas. Yeah. There's so much. There's so many Cowboy fans all around the nation. The the demand would have been unreal. It would have been a five thousand dollar get in period if the Cowboys were in it. Even then for upper got, level tickets. It just to walk in the door. I'm happy to get in the stadium. <laughs> I got the worst seats, but I, I, I paid my 5000 And then you got Kansas City. Hadn't been in since the 70s, I believe. Yep. 1970, 1970 something. Yeah. And, uh, uh, they, you know, the, if you go, go back to the Kansas City Royals when they when they were in the World Series, the demand for tickets then, because the, the Royals have never been in or hadn't been in in many years. So we, we kind of factor those things in. It's like, wow, they did really well for the World Series. I can only imagine how well they're going to do for the uh, – the Super Bowl. So the, the, those two teams would have really made this thing huge. 
And Kansas City Saints would have been great as well. Yeah, that, that makes sense because we were in Kansas City for the AFC Championship. I was hoping to see you in New Orleans, um, but they ended up, you know, we ended up going with a sponsor. They sent us to the AFC Championship, and it was freezing. But the fans were ballistic all day and night. It was one of the greatest sporting events I had been to just because how, fa- how passionate their fans were. So that makes sense that K- Kansas City would have done gangbusters because, man, those fans were just out of control. And it was 18 degrees, but you didn't really notice because you were standing up screaming the entire game with you know 70,000 people. It, it was amazing. Did you go to that Saints game? I was at the Saints game, and coincidentally, I was sitting in the suite right there exactly on the corner of the bad no-call. So <laughs> I know it very well. Yeah, I, I, honestly, God, and it, it was um, it still hurts to even replay that in my mind right now. What, what was it like actually being in that game in front of that play? Was it as bad live as it looked on the replay? Because I, I watched it on a replay from – we were doing a live show outside the stadium in Kansas City. So there was a television out there, and I was like, holy shit. But I only caught the replay. I didn't see it live. Was it as bad live inside the stadium as it was on television? Um, I have to imagine it was worse. Obviously, I wasn't watching it on live TV. Uh, but the, the best way I can describe it is just picture getting hit in the gut, you know, somebody just knocking the breath out of you and the, the crowd was so loud and all of a sudden it's just silence. And it's, it's kind of like, you just knew, you just knew one way or another, the saints just got fucked. Uh, even though they, they're, they're, they're winning by a field goal at that point, one way or another, they're going to lose this game now because of that call. And sure enough, it happened. Yeah. And that's by the way, being at the, the KC, uh, new England game, that's the way I felt when that coin toss you know, ended up Brady's way. And I was like, well, this is over. They're going to drive down and score. And I I turned to Dan and I was just like, you know, we'll stay and watch this, but God damn it. It's going to be the same thing. And it was almost the identical drive from the Super Bowl when they beat the Falcons in overtime and won the coin toss. And I was like, motherfucker, it's Brady again. Um, Yeah. And I I was sad to see that because I mean, look, you had both home teams lose in the championship, which is crazy. That doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. It does not at all. Yeah, so uh, let me ask you this. As a ticket broker, do you go to the actual Super Bowl itself, or are you so busy up until game time that, that you don't get to go in and enjoy it? Um, I've gone in the last three Super Bowls, but there was, all, there was probably like eight in a row that I didn't go into, uh, some by choice, some by just super busy right, right up until the end. But, you know, I'm kind of making a tradition where I, I go in no matter what. So, again, yeah, I do plan on going in in this. I do love the stadium here it's it's a great stadium it's fun to hang out in the club area it's beautiful yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that whole because i've been there four or five times like i said i'm from there that that new stadium in atlanta that mercedes-benz stadium if you have not been is beautiful top to bottom they they crushed it they did well they they there's a lot of things that they kind of mimicked on uh at&t stadium in dallas and yes. they made it better you know uh the cowboys set the trend on on new beautiful uh, modern type stadiums and and the way that they designed it here they just like okay we see what cowboys did on field experience this and that let's just make it better and they did a hell of a job it, yeah it's a fun stadium I, that's what i thought too when i walked in i was like man this is this is just this is like 25 percent better than cowboy stadium and i have a feeling that that ram stadium when it opens uh next year yeah that's w- going to be the best of the best <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i saw the mock-ups for that and i was like oh all right cool having been to the cowboy stadium and the atlanta stadium i was like they probably just went to both of those and were like how do we up the stage 50 percent Mm-hmm. Each 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 stadium has its pros and cons. Uh, the the big screen at Cowboys is 
hands down the best. It's it's really neat there. Yeah, that but, is neat. Uh, Atlanta's cool because you've got that 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 screen that goes around the entire stadium in a circle. Believe it or not, I'm not a fan of that though. Really? Uh, uh, again, coming from Cowboys, you know, if you're looking at at the at the big screen, you don't have to break your neck to look all the way up. Right. So it, it, to me, it looks cool on uh, like if you look at it on TV, but if you're actually a fan in the game, eh. Yeah, I, look, I yeah. like I like to wa- watch the live action. Um, so I'll, you know, I'll peep my head up there for a replay here and there. But uh, I dug it. I, I thought it was all right. Uh, what's What's this week like for you? How many hours a day are you working? Of uh, you know, since the Super Bowl teams have announced, how crazy has uh, it been for you? Uh, it, it's nonstop. Uh, it's, I mean, we get up at six, seven in the morning, and I don't. We don't go to bed till ten, eleven o'clock at night. You know, I'm always buying and I'm always selling. It, it never stops. I don't know when somebody's going to call me. You know, uh, one of my contacts said, hey, I've got four, six, 20 tickets, whatever it is. And you know what? We, we jump in the car. We go meet them, do our deals, come back. It, it doesn't stop. This is this is the week that's that I've been, you know, we've been leading up to all year long. So I'm sure to hell not going to take a break at this moment. All right. Last question for you before I let you get out of here and get back to work. Uh, and by the way, thanks for, for letting us chat with you. Uh, mid, my pleasure. Midday like this. What's your prediction on the Super Bowl? Right now, it's Patriots minus three. Who you got? Um, I'm going to say I, I'm, I'm going to go with L.A. Just, just for the sake of uh, I, I like the points. Uh, I, I know all of America thinks I think, likes the over. So I'm going to parlay L.A. and over. Yeah, I'm going to take the over, too. I, look, I, in my heart of hearts, I hope it's the Rams just because I can't stomach watching the Patriots win in front of my face yet again. Um. So I, I uh, God damn it though, for the, but for the sake of, of betting and what I think is going to happen, I I've got the Patriots in this yeah, one, right. unfortunately, and I get it. I think Brady gets his sixth and, uh, I think, I think he ends at six though. I, I don't, I don't see him winning any more Super Bowls after this. Um, but I would like to see him go, you know, lose again and then have that LeBron ish type record in the finals start to creep up on him. Just simply because I, I, I find that Patriots style of football extremely boring. That second half of that game last week was a blast, but the first half was just bullshit. Um, the only Patriots team I really liked and enjoyed as a fan, because um, when my team goes out of it, I'm still an NFL fan, was uh, the, the year that they had Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. And they were undefeated, and they were they were trying to go for the perfect record. I enjoyed watching that team. I thought that was a fun team to watch. And Brady threw for fifty touchdowns, but uh, this one, God damn, it's just a snooze fest. It feels like he's just willing them into it, and I, and I think somehow he's going to be able to pull it off because he's just that good, and he's he's the greatest quarterback of all time. As much as I hate to admit it, yeah, yeah, it, it, like you said, you you nailed it on nailed it on the head there with the. Uh with the, the greatest, you just, you kind of root against him, the LeBron Phil. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. It's like, it's like, you, we already know he's the greatest, but I hope he don't win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Deal. yeah. So I absolutely get that. Uh, Benny, one more time. Where can, where can everybody find you? What's your website and your phone number again? All right. 214-396-3501. We are tickets to all online.com. Please feel free to call us directly. Uh, you get that concierge type service. If you see the tickets online for three thousand, you know at the end of the screen you're going to pay four thousand for a ticket. You call us directly. You're only going to pay thirty five hundred, for example. So you're saving, like I said, hundreds and hundreds of dollars just by calling us directly. Yes, and that is true. And 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 to anybody out there, you do tickets for everything across the board, not just sporting events. I know you've been on you know the sports show a couple of times, but you do tickets for everything. 
nationwide and worldwide. Every Olympics, winter, summer, World Cup, and then all major events. And, you know, you just want to go to a local concert in uh, in your local city. It doesn't matter. We can get the tickets for you. Whether we own them or not, we'll find them for you. Yeah, and on Ross Patterson Revolution podcast uh, with, with my lady, we discussed the viral video of Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. You know, she's doing the residency in Vegas. I'm sure those tickets shot up after that, hoping they're going to see B-Coops pop out one or two more times for that. I can imagine, you know, honestly, that's a market that I haven't looked into. So uh, just being honest with you. Yeah. Look, hey, look, look for those Lady Gaga tickets, yeah. man. The, the the ladies are going to be out in full force after that video went viral on Saturday night. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if you got a lot of husbands hitting you up for, for Lady Gaga tickets in Vegas now that she's starting her residency now. Hey, again, just call us directly. Whether we own it or not, I can't stress that enough. I can still go out and get the tickets out on wholesale and save the buyer money from buying them on the retail. Absolutely. Please kill everybody. Yep, and when we are getting our Super Bowl tickets for from you. We will see you Thursday in Atlanta, Georgia. Benny, thank you for taking the time today, buddy. Not a problem. I enjoyed it. First round's on me when I see you Thursday. <laughs> Look, just give us sweet tickets, you know, for a good deal. We're good. We're good. <laughs> you, you, you will have a good deal. You know you will. <laughs> I appreciate it. Take care, buddy. I'll see you on Thursday. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye.